Welcome, everybody, to episode 65. This is a landmark episode because we've, <laughs> we've had many Chris and Kelsey episodes. We've had a Bill and Chris episode. I don't think we've ever had just a Kelsey and Bill episode ever. No, I mean, not outside of my heart. No, uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, obviously, yeah, the OG was uh, Chris and Kelsey episodes, and then uh, bullied my way in, and you never kicked me out, which is uh, which is nice. Oh, been... But yeah, it's the first time for the two of us, which is crazy. Yeah, and Chris is available. We told him to take the night <laughs> yeah. off too. It's not like he couldn't make he's, it. He's got like a he's got like a bathrobe. He's like got like a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Or however he enjoys Demon Souls, whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever he wears when he does that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we thought uh, we'd both been uh, digging into a recent game, so I thought we'd uh, take a whole episode to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. But before that, uh, let's catch up a little bit. Uh, what else do you got going on these days around Christmas time? Yeah, so we're recording this on the 26th, so uh, Christmas was yesterday uh, down here in the States, as well as everywhere else. <laughs> um, so uh, for the kids, um, uh, it was awesome. And we say this every year, because my kids are now uh, 1, 5, and 6. Um, so, But every year, you know, when they were like, you know, like 1 and 2 or 2 and 3, it was like, okay, like, you know, they really don't know what's going on. So, you know, they're just, you know, lights and presents and stuff. But then as they got older, we're like, all right, like this is going to be the year. They're going to they're going to know. They're going to be excited. And it really, you know, has kind of been slower coming than we thought it would because like when they're, you know, three and four, they're like talking and they know what presents are. But like we never got that like, you know, running down the hallway and seeing the presents. Oh, my gosh. And then running, mom, dad. So same thing as every year. We're like waiting for that. We're hoping for it. And my middle son, he wakes up and uh, uh, he ended up in our bed like halfway through the night. And he woke up, or sorry, I woke up, and I kind of leaned over, and I was like, Merry Christmas, buddy. And he was, like, in a dead sleep, and he just went and, like, <laughs> looked around, and, like, he was like, I got to go see if the presents are here. And he just jumped out of bed. He ran down the hallway, and for, and he yelled uh, his older brother's name. He's like, ah, oh, Kaya, you got to come see this. And I was like, awesome, we finally got it. So uh, that was really cool. And they are like, oh, the cookies are gone. The elf's gone. So, yeah, Christmas, it was a really cool uh cool uh, setup with the kids being the age they are uh they got a bunch of lego sets um we got some to do together and some that they're doing on their own uh my middle guy really wanted um he likes the mandalorian and the child even though he hasn't watched a ton of the show so we got him like the little mando and child brickheads uh set it's like the a little lego you know kind of they almost look like funko dolls if you haven't seen them but like made out of lego um and uh uh, we got the cantina which is a big set uh for in the the yeah, it's it's like a three hundred and fifty dollars set. It's one of the ones I won on the uh, the raffle site, and we got Luke's land speeder to go with it. Nice. And there's there's also an Obi Wan's hut that we don't have, but I've heard it goes really well with like that whole you know Mos Eisley or sorry Tatooine theme. Sure. Um, we got the NES, which is the only big one we've put together so far. Is there a Sandcrawler um, set too? There is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an Ultimate Collector Series set. Um, it's so like once a year, maybe once every other year, they'll put out. Uh, it, it's called UCS, but we, it's an Ultimate Collector Series. Uh, right now, the the most current one is the A Wing, which is the first one that I got that got yeah, us into uh, Lego that. again. But yeah, the UCS Sandcrawler. Um, it's pr- it was probably released at like a couple hundred dollars, maybe like two hundred, two fifty, something like that. It's probably worth around like four, four fifty, maybe a little bit more than that now. So they pop up every once in a while for sale or on the uh, you know the raffle site. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't have that guy yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, the the Nintendo we got um, finished putting that together today, and that's a blast. Um, if for those who haven't seen that, besides the the system itself, which 
holds a really cool like little kind of Easter egg surprise that it's I won't a... uh, uh, reveal if you want to be surprised when you put it together, but it's really cool. Um, it uh, comes with this little you know kind of Lego TV that has a little kind of like hand crank that you move. And a scene from Mario, like, actually, you know, plays on it. And then to make it even cooler, if you have the little Lego Super Mario character, he sits on top of the TV, and there's, like, a colored, like, brick uh, placed at specific points on that scene. There's, like, the so sound effects, isn't he? He'll pl- yeah, like, he'll play the sound, like, when you, like, get the mushroom, pick up the coin, you know, like, hit the Koopa shell. Um, so it's really cool. Um, so uh, So we have that right here. And also, like, I know it's the simplest little thing as far as, like, the engineering world goes but i gotta tell you as i'm putting together the set and i'm kind of doing this little area i'm like i don't know what this is that i'm doing why are they having me do this and this just seems weird and then like it all came together and it was like when you put a nintendo game into a real nintendo and then you press it down and it like clicks and it stays and then you press it down again and it releases and it comes up when you see how they did that just using legit Legos, I couldn't get over it. It was so, and I and I remember, and I've said this before, where I'll just be doing a build, I'll put something together, and I'll see how they did a thing, like you know, an, an angle, or how do they attach, you know, this, like, and you look at a set, and you're like, how are they going to attach that to that? And then they do it, and my kids have heard me say that, and I'll just be building something, and, I'll, and I'm like, that was so clever of them. That is so clever. And I remember I, I showed my kids because they were doing another set and I'm working on this Lego set. I'm like, guys, look at this. And I showed them. And my, my, my five-year-old says, that was so clever of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. It's like, it's like gravity and like there's, there's, there's not like a mechanism. It's just like gravity and a spring. And they figured out a way to make it do two different things depending on the order you do them in. It's really fantastic. Uh, so that set's really, really cool. And we try not to just fly through Lego sets, especially when we have a handful of big ones. Um, we really try to, like, build them relatively slowly. Like, you know, instead of blasting through in an hour or two, we try to take, like, all day with it and really look at, like, how it's put together and, you know, kind of what techniques we use. It's just more fun that way. So um, uh, we're probably starting the cantina tomorrow. Maybe we'll see. We might hold on to that uh, as a big set for uh, for um, maybe do a couple small ones first. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, only one video game from us. Um, uh, I mentioned that we're we're still trying to strike that balance because um, as the kids get older, like they really can find themselves attached to games, which is awesome. Um, but can also become a little bit of an issue when it's, okay, guys, it's time to put the games away, you know, like companies here, or it's time to, you know, be at a restaurant for 12 minutes without, uh, you know, like uh, having a meltdown. So we're still trying to find that balance. So we said, let's pull back from the games a little bit. So, and plus they, they have a ton of games. We have game pass. There's no shortage. Um, so the only game we got for them, which I mentioned, I think on the last show when we, uh, uh had Pam on was, um, the new super Mario brothers, uh, uh, we deluxe. Right. Um, uh, which, like, they were they were thrilled. Like, it, that was one of the only things. So, like, my middle child, we have the same rules as everybody else. Okay, guys, one at a time. And, you know, like, we're going to watch one person, and that kind of flies out the window. So, he just grabbed this thing and just ripped it open, and no one saw it. And he's looking at it, and he's holding it, and his whole body was shaking. He was just, like, like it was electrocuting him. And he was like, oh, Kelly, look at this. And my wife looked at him. She like, you were supposed to open that. We weren't watching. So, but, yeah, they were, they were thrilled to get it. And, um... Uh, my mom told us that she got them a game, but we haven't seen my parents yet, um, which uh, I'll get to uh, in a minute. Um, so after all the uh, the gifts were done, uh, we uh, made a breakfast. We just you know threw some pancakes on and uh, you know 
the whole the full you know the, the whipped cream the sprinkles you know we uh, uh we made some bacon and the whole morning my wife had kind of been like she's like oh like i, I feel like a little bit hot and i'm like oh, okay like maybe you know we'll open a window or something i don't know and then a little while later she's like like now i'm cold I'm like oh that's weird you know like it just never occurred to us that like maybe she wasn't feeling well so like we're sitting down for breakfast and she kind of left the room and she came back and she was and she had holding the th- like the ear thermometer and she was like, I have a 101.8 fever. And I remember just like all of the thoughts, you know, like went through me like all at once. So my first, because we were planning on going to my parents at like one o'clock. So my first thought was, oh, we, like, I was like, you, you, I was like, you can't go. Like, you can't go. But then immediately I realized I can't go. <laughs> I'm in this house here with you. So, and then it became, oh no, the kids can't see grandma and grandpa grandma and grandpa can't see the kids my sister was gonna go my niece you know so then it very quickly kind of snowballed into like oh man and she felt really bad she was really upset like she was ruining christmas so like we all had to kind of like talk her down like it's fine like we're all gonna see each other in a few weeks it's gonna be okay so she spent like the entire day in bed um the kids uh uh, we kind of gave them uh you know free run free run to to play games and, you know, anything that would kind of keep them under control. So, um, and then today, uh, she felt much better. Um, still has a bit of a fever, but we were able to get in. I hadn't taken a COVID test yet. Um, and I decided to know what the procedure was. So she used our like health insurance card and, you know, the website was like, Oh, like here are the places you can take it. And just CVS pharmacy, just, uh, you make appointments and you drive up, they give you the kit you do it yourself, you drop it in a bin. Um, so we both got appointments, uh, like one after the other. So we, we did the appointment, we did the thing, dropped it in, uh, should have the results in a couple of days. Um, so yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's crazy. That's part of the reality, uh, yeah. right now, but so yeah, the, uh, but I can tell you the game that my parents got for my kids that they don't have yet is Cuphead. Uh, which they've been asking for. Um, they, they've seen it. They like the look of it. They, they walk around doing finger guns. So uh, hopefully that'll be. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I hope everyone's you know good. Yeah, I can't imagine how your wife's feeling about that. Like I know it's. I think yeah. she did, but yeah, just you still yep. get that feeling of responsibility just because Christmas is different. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And and it's and it's rough because like you want to you know comfort that person, but it's like I shouldn't be, you know. We should, we should be, you know, trying to distance, you know, like even, you know, since there could be something. So, yeah, it was just a weird, weird day for the 25th, you know, yeah. at our house. But, you know, we're, we're through it. Um, everyone's in good spirits today. Um, it was good to get through it. Um, and uh, and yet we actually we did a drive by because I knew my parents uh, wanted to see the kids. So um, I, I, t- I put the kids in the van, drove them uh, uh, to their house. And like we just kind of like rolled the windows down and everyone got to like say their like little Merry Christmases and kind of blow kisses and stuff. So that was really nice for everyone that's, to get to see each other. That's kind of so, how yeah. we did my daughter's birthday earlier this year. Oh, yeah. 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 It, this whole year, I mean, all the birthdays have just been in cars, right? Yeah. And the, like whether you honk in a big line or like we did have a few kind of like as things started to settle down where you drove up and with masks on, like even with the window open, just kind of like could stop and talk and stuff. But for a while, it was just like beep beep beep. That's, and, like, that's that all we were birthday. expecting. And then a bunch of our yep. friends like went overboard and like they rolled their windows down and were like throwing presents out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. We because Callahan's birthday was in March, so kind of like very very early in the craziness. And um, we uh, it was kind of before every, like you know everyone had kind of figured out 
this is what we do for birthdays now. So we were like, what do we do? And Sarah found, I don't know if she was her idea or she found it online. She like left like a bucket of chalk on the driveway and just invited everyone like, hey, just come over and like draw a birthday message on the driveway. So on his birthday, he we went outside and there was just all these birthday messages. But people were coming that day and we just had like a little buffer where it's like, hey, like you don't go past there. We don't go past here. And it just ended up, you know, people just kind of like chatting and same thing like the bet like one of the his classmates they got him like a remote control car so they like put it down and like drove it to him (laughs) and then kind of like left the controller there and was like bye and then like uh the controller had like uh like a like a uh like an alcohol wipe on it so he could like you know it was it was just a like people put some some good thought into some of these things yeah so so yeah and that, so that was our christmas stuff and um so i also wanted to mention just in you know because we like we talk about the games we've been playing have not played anything except cyberpunk in preparation uh, for this episode uh and honestly i will talk about uh maybe we'll maybe we won't i have had just the, the such a hard time just finding time to play um and part of its holidays and part of its you know whatever just life but Two, like i'm kids, telling you yeah. like yeah i'm telling i'm telling you one kid, I you know you could find time to play games. You know, like you take your shifts back and forth, whatever. Two kids, I I could find that, and I remember thinking, you know, not that it's not that I'm not busy, but like okay, I can still you know I can still raid once a week. I can still do this, whatever. I really feel like three kids <laughs> for me. It's like that was the tipping point where I'm like, man, I am not playing anything. And even like I stopped playing um, uh, Destiny a while back once I kind of like did all the stuff I wanted to do. But I was like, I know when the new expansion comes out. I'll make some time and I'll play that. And I was able to play that like November 10th. It came out and I played, you know, a ton of it pretty much. But yeah, just recently it's, it's, I mean, part of it's been, like I said, just, you know, holidays, a little bit of its work, but a lot of it is just like you get home, you kind of get everyone settled, you do dinner, you put everyone to bed. And, you know, by then it's like eight, eight thirty, And it's like, all right, like the, like number one is like, you know, does my wife want to spend any time together? We want to watch something. Do we have a movie? We have a show. Or maybe she has, like, something she wants to do, so I just let her do that for a little bit. And that's when I can kind of, you know, get my little uh, game time in. It just hasn't, like, worked out that way. Like, she's either needed my support so she could do something, or I've needed to do other things. I'm involved in the Lego raffles. Um, you know, so, like, it's just been so hard to, like, find that free time. But I've I've buckled down, and I'm glad I did. We'll talk about kind of, like, my, my experience with, you know, my what's the word like my uh, my rhythm with the game and how i kind of got into uh, uh the way that i that i that i like playing it cool um, wait. so uh but i'll tell you have so uh destiny has these seasonal events besides like the seasons where it's just you know like november to you know february whatever they have these events that'll pop up there's like a halloween one um there's a spring one so right now we're in like the holiday season one it's called the dawning and normally they throw in a couple of weapons you can only get in this event, and they sometimes they add sparrow racing, which is like the little vehicle you can uh, kind of uh, summon. And and the the trick the 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 hook of the event is like you collect all these things, you make cookies and you deliver them to NPCs. And like you know if you deliver enough cookies, like as a community you get like additional rewards and it's a lot of cosmetics and they do up the tower and everything. And in the past. I was, like, already just playing Destiny all the time. So I'm like, all right, I'll do this too, right? But, like, now that I'm, like, already not powering, you know, booting the game up, like, I remember just thinking, 
why I'm not gonna why would I boot up Destiny to bake some cookies and deliver them to a guy and like get like an armor glow, right? I was like, this is dumb. And I just have not booted the game up in, in like probably like a like a solid month, which is like the longest that I've I've never booted it up. Uh, so it's it's just weird to be in that uh, that spot where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like playing Destiny. I'm just gonna go back to Cyberpunk. Um, and yeah, so the then the only other thing I wanted to mention, um, so being that it's uh, uh, we're just after Christmas here, um, we had the RF Generation Secret Santa uh, that we did again uh, this year. Um, I've been lucky enough to uh, be able to uh, organize it, yeah. that. Oh man, I've I've got the I've got the list because um, I keep a list, and you know, funny funny enough, uh, I keep a list so that I don't match people with the same match like year after year. So I have data going back to 2016. But I think it actually started the year before that, so it's I think it's about yeah. five years now. Um, or it was or maybe that more. Yeah. It, it might be. This just might be. Uh, you know what it is? I think I only go back this far because I'm like I can't guarantee. You know, like I can't guarantee that you'll like never have the yeah. same person, but like I'll guarantee you won't have it for the last five years. I think that's why I keep five years of data. I, yeah, I think so, you're more like seven or eight running now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm an awful judge of a uh, like. You know, how there's some people who like you can say like. You know, whether it's in the past or whether it's in the future, like you could say like, oh, like, remember, you know, like April 17th, 1994. And there are some people who are just like, yeah, that was a Wednesday. Yeah. You're like, like I have no idea. My how wife's people cousin's can wrap like their that. She knows around. every person she's ever met's birthday and like what yeah. days <laughs> up. And, uh... But I'll tell my mom, like uh, my mom will be like, uh, like, I'll be like, oh, you know, uh, PAX East is, uh, you know, like, it, it's in June this year. Like, they pushed it back, cause, and she's, and I'll be like, oh, it's like June 17th, and she's like, oh, it's a Thursday. I'm like, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> so uh, I've, I've never been good with, like, uh, you know, judging time that's, like, far away, either forward or backward. But, uh, but yeah, so um, uh, it's it's been going on for a while. Um, we have a lot of really good uh, pictures uh, on the thread. I love when people take unboxing videos. It's really cool. It's um, those, I think yeah. actually this year, this year for the first time, um, I always I always said I'm going to do this, and now I'm committing to it, so I have to do it. Um, I think I'm going to try to collect those videos and do like one kind of montage video uh, to throw on like the RF Gen uh, YouTube channel and maybe throw it on the front page for a hot minute just so people kind of know what it's about and, and see what's happening. Um, I meant to uh, like typically every year I have my wife take a video of me opening my Secret Santa gift. With her feeling so under the weather, um, it, it just it didn't happen on Christmas. And then we were going to do it today, but then we just, you know, there was always a screaming kid around. So we're like, ah, oh, we'll do it later. So I'm probably just going to use the uh, the webcam and, and record it myself uh, either tonight or tomorrow, and I'll get that up. Uh, I know who my Secret Center match was, uh, not because I assigned them to me, but also because he sent me a uh, private message on RF Gen, which is very nice of him. Um, so, uh, uh, I, there'll, there'll be a video up of that, but, uh, to anyone who's listening, who participates in the secret Santa, um, thank you. Um, makes it uh, a really, really awesome uh, holiday event every year and, uh, I have fun doing it. Hopefully people have fun, uh, fun with, uh, you know, shopping for uh, another RF gen buddy. That's and, uh, my favorite Christmas shopping every year. Yeah. <laughs> no one in my family wants games, especially old games. So yeah, it's always a blast. Yeah. I, like I and and everyone's done this where like you try to get a gift or like you get a gift that you would like for someone else, right? Like my so like for years my sister wasn't really into video games, but she, I would like she would sneak in in my I would come home and she would be in my room like playing Dr. Mario or something, right? So like one year for Christmas I got her like a like a USB gamepad for her computer and I set up like an emulator so she could play Dr. Mario. And I thought that was a nice thing because it's gaming, so I like it. 
I know she likes Dr. Mario. It kind of like, you know, gives her a thing. And she was like put off by it. She was like, this is like a get out of my room present. And I'm like, no, no, like you're welcome in my room. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be, it was like, all right, whatever. So I, I, I've been told this several times. So I try not to get anyone any presents that, that, you know, they're kind of for me. Like I'll try to get people beer and they're like, yeah, I'm not into beer the way you are. So <laughs> nah. I've had yeah. to kind of pull back from that a little bit. That's a shame. I know when like, it was, it was like seven or eight years ago, my wife, she's like, my friend that I grew up with, he's just moved back to town and his brother told me he wants a Nintendo for his birthday. Like, can you help me shop mm. for that? And like, she meant like an NES and I was like, yes, I can get you an NES and like a starter bundle. And I was like yep. going to all the pawn shops around town and like, <laughs> got him, you know, Mario three, got him final fantasy, like got all these great games. And I was so excited, packed it all up, wrapped it nice, gave it to him. And then like four months later, I saw it on a Facebook buy, sell trade. I'm like, no, like his. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's, that's, that's rough. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to take that turn. Well, the, and there was a, uh, and like, I'll put these little things away. Like I'll be talking to like, you know, cousins that we go to their house in the, in the summer. And just for some reason, you know, like Mario Kart will come up and my, you know, and my cousin will be like, Oh, like I remember playing Mario Kart, you know, like 64, like in the dorms or whatever. And I'll just kind of put that away. I'm like, all right, if I can ever find like a good deal on like a 64 and Mario Kart, that's going aside with Ryan's name on it. Right. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, over the years, I've kind of, like I said, like, I, I but I, I think that's cool. I think it's cool, like, when I get a gift from someone and it's kind of got, like, a little bit of their personality on it. So I'm like, yeah. oh, like, Courtney got that for me. Like, I'm into vinyl. Like, she's really, like, I'm into vinyl a little bit. My friend Courtney's really into vinyl. So when I get something from her, it's usually something that wasn't on my radar. So it's kind of like this cool combination of, like, you know, it's got yeah. her, her, like, fingerprint on it. Like, the most thoughtful gift I've ever gotten it's, it's not because it's like something I love. Like I, when I was a kid, I grew up playing with uh, action figures a lot and Thundercats were one of my favorites. And my mom noticed that I had like collected some, like I had some of the McFarlane figures and some Lego and stuff in my room. So she signed up for an eBay account and found like the original Thundercats, like a Lion-O and a uh, uh, man, Chitara, I think that's her name, uh, figure and like ordered them in and gave them to me and I wasn't like dying for Thundercats. I don't care about Thundercats anymore, but I was like so impressed that she like yeah. <laughs> found something I was into, like remembered something I loved, signed up to do it all online because this was like right. early 2000s and yeah. she is not a technical person. Uh, I, so I still I still have those even though I've sold like yeah. every other toy I've ever owned because I was just so impressed that she like went yeah. that far to get me something like that. That's awesome. I mean, like, usually, like, my mom always gets me great presents, but, like, one of the things she said when we, we called her up, and we're like, listen, we're really sorry. We know you've been cooking food and this and that, but, like, we, we, we can't come. And then, you know, they immediately were like, listen, like, don't feel bad. Cause like we thought we were like going to be missing everything. So they, um, you know, they were, they were like, well, you know, we, we, we were at your house. Yes. Like I wasn't there, but they were at the house yesterday, like helping with the kids real quick and like folding some laundry with us or with my wife. And uh, so they were like, listen, like we were at your house yesterday, so we don't feel comfortable having, you know, your sister and their baby and, uh, and Mike over. So they're like, you know what, we're just going to postpone the whole thing. You're not missing anything. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. But like shortly after that, my mom was like, She's like, oh, like I, like, I really wanted to give you your present. Yeah. And she's never done that. She's never been like, oh, I'm so excited to give you this. She's always like, oh, I have something for you. You're going to like it. It's sensible. It's practical, you know, <laughs> but like this year. And then we did the drive-by, and she said it again. She was like, oh, I can't wait to give you your present. So now I'm like, 
I think she's put some thought into this one because I remember I, she, she loves Paris, like loves, loves, loves Paris. She's been there a couple of times. Um, if you asked her like, Hey, million dollars falls in your lap, where are you going? She's going to say Paris or Italy. I thought you were Um, talking about Orlando Bloom from the movie Troy. No. Yeah. Funny enough. I am not joking with you. For the first time in ages, I watched that entire movie front to back like three nights ago. Still amazing. Um, actually, no, not three nights ago. This was the 20, I think it was the 23rd or 4th. Yeah, a few nights ago. Still amazing. Um, and I kind of forgot how good the, uh, the vocalization was in the soundtrack. Like there's, there's a lot of music, but there's also a lot of like, kind of like just like chanting and like, yeah, like, I don't know how to describe it, but like, uh, like all these like memories like came back as we're watching it. And, uh, I also like forgot a bunch of the actors that were in it. Like, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, uh, uh, I mean, Agamemnon, obviously, uh, Brian Cox, but, um, uh, his brother, I'm like, how could I forget that Brendan Gleeson, it's like an amazing part. And then I love all these little details, man, we're getting sidetracked, but I love all these <laughs> little details. Like when, um, he's like, he's like, obviously he's going to, he can destroy Orlando Bloom's character, Paris at any time. Oh, everyone and can. Like, so, so, so Bloom, like, you know, goes to punch him and he just catches the hand and he's just looking up. Cause like, he knows like Helen's like up on the wall, but as he's looking up there, Paris like lands a shot. And it kind of startles him, so he lets him go, and Orlando's like, or Paris is like, okay, like, I got it. And he just looks at him, spits out three teeth, and was like, all right, let's keep going. You know, like, it's, and the the, the lines in it was like, you see the crows, like, they've never tasted Prince before. Oh, Too early in the morning uh, to kill princes, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so good. So sorry for the sidetrack, but yeah, um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, people who've listened to the show before know uh, that Kelsey is a huge uh, Brad Pitt fan, but this movie also just on its own is just awesome. Um, and I think, uh, uh, Nathan Jones, our buddy from uh, Mad Max Fury Road is, uh, uh, Boagrius, uh, in the beginning. Uh, I remember telling I you about that. this and you were like, Oh yeah, it is. So in, uh, uh, the beginning when he's like, Oh, you're best fighter against mine. Yeah. And they call out Boagrius, that huge guy. Yeah. So that's Nathan Jones who did some wrestling. He's also like that weird guy from Mad Max Fury Road. That's like, I have a baby brother. <laughs> that's my uh, favorite line from that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, next time you watch it, same dude. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, so anyway, Back to thoughtful presence. My mom <laughs> loves Paris, France, uh, not Paris, Texas, or the movie or Orlando Bloom's character from Troy. So uh, she, um, so for for her birthday this year, same thing. It was like kind of like my fingerprint on something. There's a Lego architecture set for Paris, and it's got a little Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it's one. got the Arc de Triomphe. It's got the. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, the Rue de Chalet. What's it called? <laughs> Is it Rue de Chalet or something? There's like a I'm whole like uh, like like the boulevard that like leads up. It's like where the Tour de France ends. It's uh it's the, whatever I, that I big like know uh, you know it, yeah. who someone listening will know what I'm talking about. But it's uh, uh but it's it's just cute little set, and I got it for her, like six months early. <laughs> like I had it. I was like I can't wait. I can't wait. And then I gave it to her. And it was, it was worth the wait. She was, thr- she opened it up and she was like, Oh, like what a great idea. This is just fantastic. But like, here we are like five months after her birthday. I'm like, you put it together yet? She's like, no. Wait, you gotta <laughs> make a date with the boys to help her put it together. Some, I, I told her, I was together. like, I told her, I was like, how about like you and me put it together? You know, a little, little mother, son. Uh, yeah. And she was like, that would be great. She's like, next time you're over, we'll have dad. We'll play with the kids and Sarah, you know, they'll stay down there and like me and you will go home. So I thought that'd be nice. 
but uh but yeah i i i'm a big fan of the you know put your you know fingerprint on a gift but uh so yeah i guess uh whatever works for your your gift buying uh habits so so yeah that's me that's uh all my stuff all my christmas stuff all my gaming stuff and uh yeah very very happy you suggested cyberpunk so uh What's uh, what's going on with you? What's new in uh, your world? Well, we did our Christmas on the 18th, I think, um, just because my son was out of school and our province is on lockdown right now. So we've been kind of just sticking at home, not a ton to do. So I talked to my wife, said, hey, let's open gifts early. And then the kids have all their stuff to play with the whole winter break and we don't have to wait that extra week. She was on board. So we did that. She made a big turkey dinner and everything. So we did like the whole Christmas on the 18th. Had a great time, um, yeah. Like it, it was a super fun. It just it felt like Christmas, and then it was really weird the next week when everyone else is like priming for Christmas and talking about it. I'm like, it feels like so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. So our Christmas yesterday was like super low key. Like it was like a Boxing Day normally, where the kids were playing with their presents and and we like I watched a show with my wife and uh you know read some comics and just had a nap like it was really really <laughs> low key day. Uh the only gaming stuff we got for my kids was we got the Immortals Phoenix Rising for my son. He's put a ton of time into it and it reminded him so much of Zelda that he started playing Zelda again which he hasn't picked up in like <laughs> a year which was funny. Uh and I got my daughter Sackboy a big adventure for the PS5 um my wife I, I left a really big hint with her because she's bad bad at giving gifts really bad so i had it left the strongest hint i've ever left like hey it would be really great if i had another ps5 controller so i could play this game i'm buying for my daughter with her on christmas so i got a ps5 controller so i've been playing some Sackboy with my daughter and it's been pretty fun it's it's it gets rid of a lot of the creation stuff that i could care less about and it's more like a mario platformer with just a whole bunch of costumes so yep. she likes dressing up in all the costumes. I help her get some bells, buy new costumes, play some goofy levels, and there's some fun little clever ones, and, and yeah. we're about halfway through it right now. Having a great time. Nice. Um, I got myself Fire Emblem Three Houses for a Boxing Day sale, along with Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and those showed up super late, but they finally showed up. So I just started Fire Emblem Three Houses within the last week, and I heard a lot of good things about it. I love fire emblem like since it's been in north america up until the 3ds like everyone that came out was like fire like i love them and then the 3ds one came out and that's the one that sold the most and the most people like and call it their favorite fire emblem awakening and i don't like the direction of that game it is my least favorite fire emblem and then the one after that the birthright conquest where they like split it into three also not super thrilled with that one so this was kind of like my like this is my last chance for Fire Emblem to hook me or I'm kind of lost <laughs> on the series. So I'm still really early and it's very, very different, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It, it's got like a strong dose of like persona almost in it where in between the fights, you are a teacher at this monastery. That's like basically a training camp for mercenaries. And so you've got students, you've got to teach and you can run around the camp and like, you know, go fishing and tr or train or plant food or have tea with people and stuff <laughs> like you're building your relationships as well as your skills so there's like kids in other classes and and the kids like interested in uh heavy armor so if you don't have your heavy armor knowledge built up enough they don't want to join your class so you've got to like 
keep training your character in different areas too. So which is neat because I've got like I usually have my main characters like a, you know a sword user some very basic. Uh, but in this case, it's like I got to learn a bunch of magic because like six of the characters I want to recruit are all very interested in magic. So I've got to like mm-hmm. invest some time learning more about that, which is kind of cool. Is that like the social aspects um, of Persona that you say is a similarity? Because I remember in the, my limited time with Persona uh, 4 and 5, um, like in between like your main missions because mm-hmm. you're, you're a student in school and, and, you know, I assume all of them, but both the ones that I played. And there are different clubs and there's different people with different, you know, like interests and affinities and stuff like that. So is that the piece that you're, you're very much so? Persona? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like tie directly into the combat like Persona does, but it's mm-hmm. like about recruiting characters and opening up your options for other activities and characters that you want to eventually recruit. Um, so it's kind of neat, neat take. I'm super early in the game still, but it kind of feels like we're the bad guys. Like that. We mm. were like, the mon- Oh, I th- yeah. yeah the mon- I, th- I think I saw you tweet that the monastery I- that we, uh, run this mercenary camp out of like, I'm feeling really shady about them. So I'm kind of expecting a <laughs> twist halfway through the game where we've like murdered a bunch of people in the basement or something. And, and uh, everyone's going to have to come have war with us or something. And then I've just been playing a buttload of Cyberpunk. Um, I got the review copy, and so I had to put a bunch of time in to write my review. And then even after that, I kept playing, trying to do all the the trophies for like Platinum and stuff, um, and just seeing all the other uh, side stuff that I missed. So I put about 80 hours into that game now and quite enjoyed That's it. Impressive. And I'm very excited to talk about it right now so we're gonna jump into the main topic uh cyberpunk cool. 2077 yeah. are you gonna are you gonna put are you gonna put a little song i can't sing synthwave so i don't know how to do that oh yeah <laughs> uh, but i want to put a spoiler warning up um we're not going to talk about the full game because i don't think bill's quite finished yet but whatever point bill's gotten to which we're going to talk about shortly uh we're going to freely talk about anything that happens up to that point so if you're really worried about cyberpunk spoilers, it's probably not the episode for you. We're going to dive in as deep as we're able to. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So, no, and, and I'll, if, if there's anything that feels especially spoilery, um, I'll throw a little warning out before I say it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's you know if you're one of those people who like wants to go in completely fresh, uh, maybe maybe give the game a little bit of time and then come back to this episode. For sure, it's yeah worth it. I think the story was pretty pretty good. So yeah, let's get started. Um, so which faction did you start with? There's the street kids, the nomads, and the corpos. I think we. So I think uh, you told me, but yeah. I'm not 100. percent Yeah. So. Um, we were both really excited before the game came out and uh, a lot of people, you know, I, I feel like we're like already kind of like, you know, like talking about like, Oh, the word is it's buggy or this and that. And like, I, I really try to stay away from that stuff. I really try to speak from personal experience. So like I was trying to avoid like every bit of negative, anything I could about it. So you were really excited about it. So you were one of the only people I was having conversations with. So you were like, what faction are you going to choose? And I was like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to go in fresh. Like I don't even know like what the options are. So I was like, well, it's the first choice I have to make. So maybe I should look this up. So I looked it up and I found the three choices you just mentioned. And I, I just looked at like that brief, like one liner for, each one and i didn't go with corpo because i think it's like the coolest or like you know i think the benefits would be the best or because you know for any other reason other than when i read like street kid and nomad i was like all right 
I've played a hundred games where the backstory is like, oh, you're just a kid from the streets and you got to fight your way up. Or like, oh, he's a loner. Uh, why did he join Avalanche? Oh, who knows? He used to be a soldier and now he's a vigilante. I'm like, no, I've played that story before. So I only chose Corpo because I've never had a backstory where like you're like a corporate, you know, like not like lackey, but like kind of like a semi higher up in a corporation. <laughs> Yeah, and that, well, that's yeah. I didn't realize until I then I played it. I was like, oh, like I was a lackey. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I ended up going with Corpo. And uh, um, uh, one of the little notes you had on here is, you know, like, do you do you regret your do you regret your decision? Um, so, I don't I don't know if I regret it, but like I'm also not thrilled with it because like I don't really see any besides like a handful of dialogue options that show up and say corpo next to them because that's my story it's like oh that's the corpo thing that you can say um i haven't noticed any like enormous gameplay benefit um i also you know haven't played the other options so i don't know how much changes with that but uh yeah i went corpo and it's okay so far but i'm not you know i'm not one way or the other kind of yeah with my my backstory i want corporal as well um because i was hoping you'd get to be a corporal for longer uh (laughs) they really like boot you out of the corporation like an hour after you started kind of thing yeah Uh, which i really didn't expect i thought the game would lean heavier into whichever choice you started with And, and i think it's the same from all three from what i've what i can tell um, like you said, like you get some dialogue options that are they're corporal related, and I think they're more specific to certain missions. Um, like one of the early ones that I think you've done um, before you. Oh man, what's the what's the gang that's got uh, the really heavy modification starts with the M? Uh, the Maelstrom. Maelstrom, yeah. So you've got to go meet the Maelstrom, and you meet with that uh, lady in the SUV, the Corpo lady, rough right bat. Yes. So I think that the, 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 that's 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 the optional uh, piece, right? Like yeah. go see her, and then yeah, yeah. So that can go very different uh, if you're not Corpo. Like there's a bunch of different dialogue that can lead to different things, and there's a few other uh, missions that behave like that. And I and I'd imagine like if you're nomad, like when you're talking with the Eldacados and stuff, like you'll get some extra mm. stuff that you might not get when you're Corpo. Um, but I, I really thought it would affect the game more than it did. So I'm not unhappy with my choice. I just thought it would be a more important choice. Right. And, and, uh, just not like not to compare the game to other games because you can do that in a lot of different places, but this is one area that, um, one of the, one of the overarching complaints I have, um, uh, and, and I, I should say right away. Um, I enjoy the game. Um, I have not run into like the the any of the things that you know, kind of the world is talking about as far as like bugs. Or oh yeah, like what, what are you playing on um, too? Like well, yeah, that's probably a good place. Yeah, that's probably a good place to start. Um, uh, I'm playing on PC. Um, I've got a decently powered PC. Um, I'll throw the specs out just in case anyone wants to compare with what they have. Uh, I've got an i7 uh, 8800 uh, processor. Uh, I've got 32 gigs of uh, DDR4 RAM. I'm running a, a GeForce GTX 1080. Um, so it was. Um, it's a very good graphics card from like five years ago. Um, it probably the graphics card probably retails for like a couple hundred bucks now. So it's not like a top top end uh, system. And I'm running on an ultra wide monitor. So it's higher than 1080, less than 4K um, is the best way I can put it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I have ultra wide support the game. Uh, yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah, native ultra wide. Um, uh, native ultra wide 
asterisk. <laughs> and I'll get into a couple of those things, which most games that are ultra-wide support have, have caveats. Um, and most of them are very, very small. But um, uh, I've set the game up to the point where I can get like a pretty solid like 45 to 60 frames, which is fine. Like So 60 frames most of the time. And then when there's a lot of action, it can dip to like the, the 35, 45 range, which really isn't bad. You like to see a solid 60 if you can, but as the game becomes more optimized and the drivers get a bit better... Um, I should be able to get closer to that. Are you um, still trying to buy one of those 3080 cards? Yeah, if I can get my hands on a 3080, that is the that's the goal. But I kind of like along with my father-in-law, who um, every time he's trying to get a, a Series X. So every time I would see news on, okay, the you know Walmart's going to have it at this time, or Best Buy's going to have it at this time, or Target or this guy's whatever, I would like forward him that link, or because he he refuses to get on Twitter, so I'll like send him like Wario 64 tweets and stuff like that. So he probably tried like five or six times, and he was like, you know what? But I just don't even want to try anymore. It's so frustrating. I'm going to wait until I can walk into a store and say, there it is. I'll take that, which good for him. And I kind of follow suit a little bit because I, you know, you drive yourself crazy just looking for it. So I'm like, whatever. It might be spring. It might be early summer. But, uh, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm in the market for a 3080 once that happens. Um, so, yeah, performance-wise, um, I'm not having any, any you know, frame rate issues that I can really complain about. Bug-wise, I've run into a handful of bugs that I'll, I'll talk about, but nothing game-breaking um, and nothing that has, you know, been anything worse than, like, oh, that looks a little funky. Let me just do a quick save and reload that quick save, and then it's it's fine, you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we were talking about... Um, uh, before we got into that, it was the um, uh, where were we? Was it? Oh yeah, the um, uh, so we're talking about the other uh, factions. Um, so it was it was Corpo for me, and oh man, where were we? I'm gonna I'm got I got turned around here. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Corpo, and I was talking about the Maelstrom and the dialogue options. Oh yeah, dialogue options. Thank you. So. Comparing it to um, a game that had a lot of dialogue choices, especially depending on, you know, were you good, were you bad, things changed. Um, so it just reminded me of Bioshock. Sorry, not Bioshock. Um, um, I, was Bio, Bio I was thinking of BioWare. Yeah. So with Bioshock's options, when you had your Paragon Renegade, you're talking you Mass Effect, the, right? Uh, yeah. You said Bioshock uh, again. I said Bioshock again. <laughs> Man, let me have another drink. Um, so, uh, so you have your Paragon Renegade options and they were colored based on, okay, like this is a good decision. This is a bad decision, but also it would show you like, you know, you're not Renegade enough for this, or you're not, you know, Paragon enough for this, but you knew before you said it, that it was, you know, either like a nice thing to say, a mean thing to say, or if it was going to instigate a fight, um, cause like you'd see like a little fist next to it. Um, it was a lot more clear on what was going to happen. And in this game so far, unless I'm wrong, every single dialogue, dialogue option is the same color. Um, you know, it probably depends on your UI there, settings. There's, the, default, there's like the, the blue ones and the yellow ones. Right. So, so for me, like, I'll see like all the options will be like, they'll be like the same. And like one, one will say Corpo and I'm like, well, should I say that? Because like I wouldn't be able to say it if I wasn't corpo, but like it doesn't look like it's gonna give me anything different than the other ones. So I do find that there's like uh, times when I'm I'm trying to make a selection, I don't feel like I have all like all the information, but maybe that's part of the point. And I think I don't that's know exactly is... part of the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this was a, a bug or not, but I remember when I told you about uh, um, when I go into the Maelstrom, uh, like you know, I'm meeting with the Maelstrom guys to try to get the flathead. 
and um, which is like this little kind of like uh, uh, you know like remote kind of like four-legged uh, uh, quadruped drone, that you, like military drone that you need for this uh, mission that you need to do. So you go in to get it, and these guys, like Kelsey said, heavily, heavily modified. Um, and like kind of like the one guy like, like Royce with like a quarter yep. of his face like missing and yeah, like totally just missing like, and just like the ocular cortex so cool. is there and like yeah, yeah really it, it almost oh it's it, it it reminded me of like a handful like a like kind of like like combinations of different like sci-fi things over the years but super cool and you and very very aggressive and you don't know if it's because they have so many modifications or they're taking so much medication or like but they're they're hyper aggressive they curse a ton um, but it, it's a really cool, uh, you know, like story wise for, for this faction. But I remember you get up there and your fixer who, uh, we haven't talked about fixers, but fixers are kind of like guys. It's almost like a bounty board, uh, is the function they, they, uh, they provide. So it's, um, you've been watching person... the Mandalorian. The, yeah. The, right. <laughs> your, your guild leader. <laughs> exactly. He's, um, uh, gr- uh, uh, grief, grief Karga is his name, I think. <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, so gr- yeah, it's uh, Apollo Creed's uh, yeah. uh, character, Gr- Grief yeah. Karga. And, um, or someone will correct me if that's wrong. But yeah, so basically, um, instead of like going to a bounty board and like getting your side jobs, uh, it's the future. We have cell phones. Like, you know, you, once you make acquaintance with them, if you're near an area where like something, and that's one of the great things about this game that no one's talking about enough. Because uh, usually you have to like go to a bounty board, collect a bunch of stuff, and then go out and do all this stuff, and then come back and bring the bounty back. So if you just happen to be in Japantown, one of your fixtures might call you up because they know where you are because GPS and they're a netrunner. They'll be like, "Oh hey, like I see you're over got here. I got a guy. Area. Yeah, I got I got a guy over here who's been giving a buddy of mine trouble. And like all and what's cool is even though it is kind of just like a bounty, like a fetch quest type thing, there are really interesting stories like in a lot of these where like if you take the time to read some of the things that you find while you're doing these side jobs or uh, these, uh, uh, you know, these different things you can do. And then even once it's over, once you kill the person that's, you know, that you needed to kill and then you'll read some stuff and you're like, Oh, like they, they weren't really the bad guy. Like they, they were reaching out for help and they were out of control and Corpo like went to kill them. Like there's some really cool uh, backstory yeah. stuff in there. Um, and the fixes, yeah, so they do exist on the map if you want to physically go see them, but you never have to, like you can do it all no. through your phone. Like, I just happened to be on the map, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, a big part of the game, too, is, like, what am I near right now? Because uh, I don't want to go off on too many tangents, but if you, like, your your job, uh, 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 like, your side job, like, your journal, what they call it in the game, where all your jobs are listed, gets out of control. There's so <laughs> much going on. It actually made me feel, like, overwhelmed me at first. I was like, I can't have, like, 25 unfinished side jobs. And then, like, someone, I mentioned that to someone, and they were like... Don't worry about it. Like, just do the stuff you're near. Just act, you know, like, it's a, you know, try to role play it. Try to be like, you know, if I'm there, I'll do it. If I'm not, I won't. And there's a handful of things like that, that once I kind of latched onto that, uh, that play style, it it was a lot better for me. But so basically getting back to like that bug that I said I encountered. So you got this mission where you got to go get this, this, uh, quadruped drone called the flathead from the maelstrom. And one of your fixers, Dexter Deshaun, gives you like the funds to get it. Um, and that's the one, also the one with the side mission where you go to the corporal woman and she like, uh, did he give uh, you? Cause it's different than mine then. Cause in mine, he had already paid them and said like, just go pick mm. it up. Like, yeah, it's, I, I could be the, wrong. The but woman I that I met yeah. offered, uh, offered to give me the money to pay for it, but she'd like uploaded a virus into the money she was offering them. I, I did have the virus. I, I, I could be wrong, but I, I thought that, that Dexter was like, here's the money pay with this. And then when I went to her, she was like, 
no, use this instead. And I could be wrong, but that's how I, that's how I remember it. Maybe like because um, I know something like you don't have to get the money from her, um, and also you can uh, yeah. you can hack her chip to get rid of the virus and just have clean right. money for them. Like there's a yep. few different ways you can approach it. So maybe he did give you money. Right. I just never yeah. saw that option. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So so for me, I I went in. I hadn't gone through very much combat like at all. Um, I did like a couple of the combat tutorials, like in the VR space, and I was like that was it. But then I get into like into the Maelstrom's like you know layer. You get up all the way up to where they're going to be, and then it's right there. And it's like the option is okay, like pay them, like hand them the card with the money, or it's like upload the virus or like something else. And there was some like corp. There was some option on there that didn't mark it as it was like anything aggressive. And I want to <laughs> say it was. I want to say it was like. Like, how about a little discount or like, you know, just something like that. And I'm thinking, okay, like maybe Don't I'll try John to make like, Bill. yeah, I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll try to, you know, make like, you know, like an extra, uh, you know, 5k on this or something. And I was like, oh, like, how about a little discount? And the room like exploded. They were like, what? And then everyone <laughs> is shooting at me. <laughs> they were like Colossus from X-Men all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden I'm like scrambling to find a gun. Like, who am I shooting? And I didn't know if Dum Dum was on my side or Royce or whoever. So like. But everyone's shooting at me, so we end up killing everyone in the room, me and uh, Jackie. So then I'm like, all right, like it's like you got to get out of here. So now I got to escape. Since I haven't really done any combat, I really don't know what I'm doing yet, and every enemy is overheating me, and I don't know where it's coming from because I didn't know until later that there's a perk that it will highlight the enemy who is overheating you so you can tell who it is. But basically... This was one of the earlier parts in the game, so I don't know if that was a bug or just you know me making a dumb decision that wasn't communicated to me. But this is early on, early on enough in the game where I was like, "Man, I none none of that was fun. <laughs> like, nothing about this situation was good." But I've I've had enough time with the game where I've gone through some combat, um, and part of the reason why I never I didn't do any combat, a lot of those side jobs require you to get into combat like just out in the open, like out in the city. Um, and I didn't know, okay, if I just start shooting people out in the city, am I going to get the attention of, of cops or anything like that? Come to find out, if you don't kill civilians, then probably not. Um, but uh, once I got more comfortable with combat and quick hacks, um, oh man, once once you start getting in with quick hacks, but but yeah, so... That was my uh, that was my first experience, kind of with something kind of going really wrong. And I remember telling you about it, and you were like, "Ah, yeah, I don't know if it, that's supposed to happen. I think they're supposed to help you escape." Well, well, I didn't realize you killed them all either, because I I did mm. a successful transaction with them, and then mm. uh, the building started getting raided, and their dum dum was like, mm. "Follow me, I'll get you out of here." Uh, and so him, nice. Jackie, and me were like sneaking around the back while the Maelstrom was like fighting this uh, raiding party. Mm. Gotcha. And then, like, so, when I got uh, to that last room where they have, like, the big mech and a couple guys, like, I had two mm-hmm. other dudes, like, fighting. So they were taking most of the uh, the uh, the heat. Like, they were the targets yeah. for most of it unless right. I, like, jumped out of cover and, like, it was very obvious. Yeah. And also another thing that, that threw me off about combat – well, there's a few things that threw me off about combat, but a couple of them are um, that none of the guns that I get – at least, you know, early on in the game, none of them had scopes on them, which is like a weird thing for me because like a gun usually will have some sort of like sight on it unless it's like a hand cannon or something like that in Destiny. So I remember telling that to you and you were like, oh, like you can craft or buy, you know, scopes for like most anything and you'll find them eventually. So that like helped a little bit. But the other thing is, and I read this uh, online since then, many games, uh, in many games, 
headshots or critical damage does a lot of damage. Early on in this game, it does a little bit more damage than, you know, like body shots, or at least that was my experience. So like, I found that I was like, like headshot, 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 headshot. And the guy's like 75% health. And I was like, why does it take so many bullets to like bring somebody down? And like a lot of other games that I have issues with initially, a big part of it came down to, you know, like how I was playing it. Uh, like I wasn't using quick hacks. I wasn't, you know, you, uh, you know, getting into the network I hadn't acquired ping yet, so I couldn't like tag everybody. So, um, I've ever, so since I've kind of like learned a bunch of these things, I've kind of shifted over to more of a stealth approach. Um, which I, for me, the game is way more fun playing stealth. And then I'm to the point where if I get discovered, um, I've already kind of gotten far enough through the encounter that I can brute force my way out of it. Um, and also it's kind of exciting as you get more powerful when you get like, uh, detected the music kind of kicks in and it almost becomes like a little action sequence, yeah. like with like, uh, uh, Oh man. And playing with headphones, man, some of the, uh, I, uh I some of those uh, sequences of it with headphones too. And I totally agree. That was a big turning point for me. I was playing with speakers and part of it is like, you know, there's usually kids in the house and stuff happening. I don't always hear stuff. Throwing the headphones on and turning the lights off was a really big uh, factor for me to kind of be able to kind of get lost in the game a little bit more. So nice. Um, I don't think I mentioned either. I am playing the console version, uh, PS4 version, on a PS5. There's no actual PS5 version yet. Um, so I'm not experiencing all of the bugs that everyone's been reporting and like returning their copies for if you're playing on like a base PS4. But I still have a, an, enough that, that they kind of get frustrating. Specifically, the game crashes. Um, they, they suck. They happen... I, I've, I've literally kept a little notebook next to me and just put a little tick down each time I, I had a crash. And, mm. like, it was getting to the point where it was ridiculous. I had 43 crashes no. when I wrote my review. And with the playtime I put in, it was, like, just about once every two hours I had a crash on average. Wow. And, I, I didn't know it had grown that much because the last time we talked about this, you were like, yeah, like, two crashes so far, but it was super early. When It was, like, the first day or two or something. So I, I played through I, – I leaned heavily towards the main story initially, and by the time I had a credit roll, I think I only had, like, maybe six crashes, and it was more the after stuff, uh, doing side jobs. And, and I think a lot of it was just driving from point A to point B. I don't know if, like – it couldn't load the city fast enough or what, like mm. that's where I was running into most of my crashes. So I, I kind of mm. figured out ways around that too. So like if I was in a vehicle, I like, I really enjoy being in that world. So I didn't want to skip anything. So fast travel, yep. I didn't want to do, but I ended up having to do it more because I wasn't having as many crashes when I fast traveled or when you're in like a scripted uh, vehicle with somebody else driving and you can like just sit and listen to them talk and look out the window. Like I loved it. But that's would, my fa- that's my favorite thing. That's my so favorite good. thing. But it I would wish, crash right like, before I got somewhere and oh. I had to reload it. So I ended up having to like do some of the dialogue and then like skip ride um, to get there without a crash. Yep. Oh, I, I I love the end. So it um it's I remember so like the game starts off and like you're you're in a place and then like you got to get in your car and leave. So you get in your car and you leave and it's that kind of like like aha moment where like it opens up and like you're in a car and like you're flying out in the city. And I remember like just thinking like, man, is if this is going to be like how like every ride is like very Blade Runner, you know, kind of like flying to the police totally. center, the station or like going over here. And also like so much, so much of the uh, time in Blade Runner, 
those are like kind of like introspective uh, times where you're thinking about what has happened, what is going to happen, where am I going? And my yeah. only complaint about that very first um, like little ride like that is you get in there and it opens up and the music's great and you're looking around and everything's awesome, but the radio's also on. And there's this like voice like just like yelling news at you. And I remember thinking, oh, if that this would have been a perfect moment if that radio was off because it reminded me of uh, uh, like the very first Bioshock, which is actually the game I want to mention now. <laughs> where, like you're taking we're like you're taking the bathysphere down, and it's like I'm Andrew Ryan, and like say like, welcome to to and then like it opens right. up and like here's Rapture, and now it's just silent, and you just get to go through like enjoy that ride for a little I bit. I didn't have the radio but, kick in there. Oh man, it, I'm telling. Like, so I don't know if that was a bug too. I don't um, think. It, yeah, I think like, the radio comes on in specific intervals because, like, I have mm. a station on that uh, there's like no lyrical music on it, um, and then mm. like it seems like once every like six song or so, like I'll get a little thirty second news blurb. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, it, so it, it kicked on for me like right in that area. I couldn't figure out how to mute it, so I just listened to it the whole time. But but super super cool. Um, I love that and. Uh, one of the things I love a lot of things about the game. One of the things I don't love about it is the driving. Um, uh, it would be better, I think, with a controller. And I've actually done this with games where the driving's better on a controller than with mouse and keyboard. So when I get in a car, I'll pick up the controller because with so PC picking games, picking up a steering wheel wouldn't feel exactly. that weird, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So on PC games, you don't have to like do anything to switch over. Just like they're both connected at the same time. So you just be on mouse and keyboard. You get in a car and then you grab the controller. Part of the reason is because with the keyboard. The, the, so W is the gas by default. So that key is either on or off. There's no in between. So like anytime you have to drive slowly, it's very jerky. <laughs> like you're just kind of like tapping that key. Right. So it'd be nice to have an analog uh, gas pedal on there. The other two things that I don't like about it that are related, I really don't like the mini map. Before, I before you jump off of vehicles, I want to throw oh, two ahead. cents in there too. Yeah, yeah. I had some issues with it at first too. Um, not with the controls, but with the visuals. Um, cause you just have V's, uh, car that, that they own, um, at the start. And I, I didn't want to jump into third person for the car. I wanted to stay in first person view, but mm. so much of the dashboard takes up so much of the road that I couldn't yeah. physically see civilians or if yep. you're going up a hill, you can't even see the road. Um, yep. so eventually I got a bike and then when you're in first-person field of view, they take up a lot less uh, real estate on the screen, and I was able to drive in first-person and be very happy with that. That's that's a good good point. Um, I was also I didn't realize there was another view uh, three. besides the first-person. Yeah, person. there's two different third-person ones, and then the first-person view. Until so like, but like you said, I didn't realize there was a thing, and then like I hit a civilian. Didn't mean to hit them, but I hit them. And when you hit civilians, police teleport to your location <laughs> whether this is intentional or not if it's it intentional is. then if it is uh, it's, it's fire that guy programming yeah, yeah. um I, it's it's prob it's probably just less than ideal ai or you know enemy programming whatever you want to call it but and there's there's videos out there on it where like you can look at an area and it's like five square miles of nothing turn this way punch a civilian turn back to that same area and there's eight cops there so they're they're definitely teleporting it yeah there was one mission that i i got stuck on for a little while because i wasn't understanding exactly what i needed to do and there was a cop transporting prisoner and i thought we were killing the cop and saving the prisoner and when i shot him it was like and same thing like we're kind of in the middle of nowhere like in an industrial area there's no other vehicles around the road other than one that's like blocking traffic and when I kill this cop, I just died. 
and I didn't know what killed me. Respawn, <laughs> do the same thing again, but I was like looking around, and at the map, there was like seven cops just like appeared on the map, yep. like everywhere around me. Yep. So I'm driving in first person, hit a pedestrian, like don't realize it, cops show up. I try to race from them, but then cops teleport like in front of me where I'm going. So I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So I try to turn around and they did. They just like blast me. They're powerful. So yeah. it was this probably happened like a couple times and then for different reasons. And then I went to the menu and I was like, oh, awesome. Change, you know, camera view. So on the PC, it's, you know, the Q key or whatever it is. So there's like a, you know, there's your standard like kind of low view and then your high view. Um, so same thing. I love the interior of the car. I love that there's things that actually move on it. Like you got a little bobblehead, you got things kind of hanging from the rear view. Yeah, it's really all cool. The, like when you're speeding up, you can see the uh, car like accelerating. It'll tell yep. you how fast you go on. And... Yep. Can't 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 see anything. So I also like back the view up. Um, so uh, I really don't like the mini map. Um, and I don't I don't I'm not a mini map engineer. I'm not a saw. I don't understand what it takes to make one of those. But when the mini map is good. I love the guy who made it. And when the minimap <laughs> is bad, I'm like, why can't you make a good minimap? And I don't, I don't, I can't tell what makes it good or bad. But in Forza, amazing, never have issues. And I think it's it like dynamically resizes based on your speed. I think that's the biggest uh, okay. uh, uh, difference. There, if I can there's describe a that. lot of times where when I had the minimap open, I wanted to zoom it in or enlarge it some way, and there's just nothing, no way to do yep. that. And and like, so like what will happen is like I'll be driving. And the thing is, the minimap, I feel like it's it covers, like, such a small footprint of, of, of space that, like, yeah. if, I have a, if I have a right turn coming up, like, I have to continuously be looking up at the minimap, like, minimap, 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 yeah. oh, there's my turn. And also, like, as I'm approaching the turn, I feel like I get there way sooner than like the mini map suggests that I will like I, like I'm like okay it's going to be like in another 30 40 feet and then all of a sudden like I'm by it like I one of the worst games I've ever played in my life I played with the playcast uh Saints Row the 3rd hate that game ah. one of my favorite <laughs> things remember. about it though is when you drive to a, a point that you've set on the map like it puts arrows on the road and like you follow so, so, these dots and you will get where you want to yep. go so I will show you a picture of this in my uh, uh, in my outline here, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Carmack or Karnak, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, like my my so the mini map is bad, and then the second thing is how in this game where you have like ocular implants and it's the future, is there not like in Saints Row and Should many and even Forza, many other games? Yeah, totally. Why is there not augmented reality? Even like it doesn't need to be a hundred percent of the time. But even like story wise, like the first thing that happens to you at the Ripper Dock is he puts in ocular implants. Ocular like implants. they have a story reason to have that stuff in there yep. right away. Yep. Don't even need to wreck on it. It's yeah. it's available to you. Um and what and uh uh and there's some cool things that you do with that. Like if you're just walking around. On the PC, you can just like scroll the mouse wheel and you can like zoom in and out on things. It's just your eyes. You don't need to like bring up your binoculars. You can just zoom in and out, which is awesome. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, um, I didn't realize till later that you can toggle scanning mode on and off because at first I was holding a button, but then I realized uh, there's a button to toggle it. So you can just go into scan mode and then just look around yeah, without I holding the button. Console has that too because I, I held the whole time. Yeah. I, I I hit it by accident and I'm like I'm st- I'm st- I thought it was a bug I'm stuck in scan mode and I googled it. If you think you're stuck in scan mode on PC, hit caps lock. That's the <laughs> that's the toggle one. But it's amazing because you walk in a room 
And instead of holding this button the whole time, I hit the button, and now I'm free to just look around, scan everything. Okay, out of out of uh, scan mode, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, the the fact that there's no augmented reality, even if it's like on the road, like just before your turn, or like you know, just like uh, like slow down. Here's the thing coming up. Um, so for those reasons, like the the mouse the the keyboard having no uh, analog control to it, the mini map just being overall bad. And the uh, lack of augmented reality, and we'll get into this. Um, uh, uh, actually, the the next uh, segment that you have on your uh, outline, how do you feel about the city in general? This kind of segues a little bit into that, in that it's hard for me to get a feel for the layout of the city, for for for, and that's one of the reasons because if I can keep my eyes on the road and in the world, you know, with those augmented reality things. I know what this road looks like. I know what that landmark is. I know that I can see that over there. I know I have to make this turn. But if I'm constantly just looking up at the minimap, so, I'm not absorbing uh, the world that I'm driving through. A little tip for that because I had the exact same issues you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, the mini, the especially the uh, like auto nav where it, like it wants to take you on the minimap, kind of sucks. So if you know the general direction you're going. Don't worry about it until you're like within a couple hundred kilometers. Mm. There's a few spots where you'll need to take a weird turn off to get up or down like a level. But typically, if you know if something's like 1K ahead of you and the map's telling you to drive off to the right, like you can just ignore that and just go straight towards mm. it as, as close as you can before you need to start using the map to like nav to it, mm. um, which sure. I, did, I did a lot <clears throat> during my, <clears throat> excuse me, during the last half of the game uh, where I just got to like spend a lot more time like looking where I was going rather than paying attention to that stupid map. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, because I, I would love to, like, and the the other thing that kind of, like, because fast travel is available, like, pretty much as soon as you're able to just get on the map. Like, you don't have to, un- like, a lot of games, you don't yeah, have to, like, one, climb like, the tower right or unlock your a point. Yeah, yeah. And, and anyone and you, you walk can, within, you like, a travel. one block radius, you just automatically unlock yep. it. Yep, and and it's it's real easy, It's but, like, a lot, a lot of games that kind of start you off in one area... And then you kind of like do every that's that's like your kind of base. You like go out of that area, so like you learn that area really, really well. And then once you're done with that area, okay, now you got to drive to this area. But you know, like you're kind of you're slowly expanding with this game being like okay, just bam, like go anywhere you want and do anything you want. It's hard for me to get the a feel for the layout of the city because it's it's just a, sh- a scatter shot of like okay go over here and there and there i'm like i don't know what road leads to what yeah i'd well, like to we kind of jumped over the actual like the first thing that i have on the outline here but like how far into the game are you right now so i'm right at the beginning of act 2 um uh or early in act 2 uh the space in between um so uh i've just finished uh, automatic love uh, if you remember that, uh, uh, that I, question like I've there, seen so. so many of these names that uh, they kind of blur together now. So, what story wise, yep. what's happening for you? So, I am uh, here. Let me get you the. And I didn't realize it until I was reading someone else's thing, but I think like every single mission name in the entire game is is a song, is based on like a oh, song yeah? from another band. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of like old punk references, and like uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a few that I recognize, like all the end game ones were mm-hmm. really obvious. There's like uh there's a bunch of Jimi hendrix songs like names that yep. i recognize for the end game stuff yeah so uh automatic love is where you go with and this some of these things may or may not be optional i guess depending on on you know your story or whatever but it's where you go with judy to um uh the fixer in the like the red light district almost was it like jig jig street or is what it it's called? The, the tiger clan uh yeah, yeah yeah uh so you, so you go with judy tiger down there claws, and you find the tiger tiger claws yep yeah. with the y 
and uh, um, and so you like get the and like also you got his information I think from Clouds. So you kind of went to Clouds, you did your thing there, you got the info from like the boss of Clouds, and then I just got the info that I need from the uh, the Ripper Dock in that like red light district, and I'm about to go with Judy on uh, the next mission. And it was one of those times where I love that the game does this because there's so many times where it's like the end of the night and I have to save and go to bed. And it's like, all right, I'm ready to, to go on this thing. You ready to go right now? Or you, or like, you got something you got to take care of. Like, oh, I got something I got to take care of. And it's like, all right, let me know when you're ready. And you can just do the rest of the quest there. So like, that's right where I stopped where Judy's like, all right, let me know when you're good to go. Nice. So, so one of my favorite things, and you're going to start seeing it a lot more now, is side jobs aren't just side jobs. Sometimes they like are like they just branch into the main path, um, and they they're like super important parts of filling in that story. Or they have like uh, if you trying to figure out how to not spoil things for you specifically. Um, so like the more side jobs you do, the more options you're going to have in the main parts later on in the game. Right. And and just so you know, for your, your spoiler talk, I have read, um, from people trying not to be spoilery. Um, they said like, it's hard for you to understand now, but whenever like a a mission or even a side job has an optional thing to do, you're always going to want to do it and you don't know why immediately, but it's going to give you like more stuff later on. Some of them like just blew my mind. Like I do this Mm. side job that I thought was like, you know, fixer called, go save, blah, 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 done. Like here's my money. Mm. That mission is, is done. And like five hours of like real life time (laughs) later, I'd get a phone call from that guy saying like, Hey, you, you know, you helped me out back there. I got something else for you. And it would just be this amazing mission that like filled in this really cool story part. Uh, like that's that's, I, yeah. that's that's the coolest stuff when it happens like that um so so yeah it's uh, um so the, the mission of men is the space in between so it's it's three acts um everything uh, and, with judy is worth doing like she's a yeah. really awesome character and all the missions surrounding her are super interesting i thought right and and so um uh as far as um so that's where i am in the story so um it's it's early on in the second act i would say I don't know what is that maybe like eight to ten hours depending on like how many side jobs uh, you decide you want to do, um, and uh, uh, so this the city in general, um, I, I can't tell you the number of times uh, that I've just like st- like been walking or it's usually walking not driving but I'll just be walking and you kind of turn a corner and like you'll see like this vista where you see just like different parts of the city kind of rising up going down like the holographic advertising and I'll just stop there and look at it and my wife might be in the area and I'm like dude you have you have to come look at this and I'll be like look at this and you know she she she's very nice she uh <laughs> humors me and she's like oh yeah it's really cool and I'm like nothing nothing else looks like this and she's like no i've i've never seen she's like i'm not just saying that i've never seen anything that looks like that and i know i'm playing on pc that's uh, uh like visually like the, the the best version out right now um but i'm telling you like it's not just a matter of like visuals and 4ks and like you know like particle effects and stuff so many um so many uh like cities uh in games even good open world games, like you got Spider-Man and, and, and different things. So many of those cities just feel like, you know, like buildings on a grid. And I or like I've, you walk up to a building. Like Spider-Man's a good one to bring up because I've played a lot of the new Spider-Man Miles Morales very recently too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, these cities are so different and Night City has yeah. so much more personality to it. Yeah. 
and I and I know that New York is a very it's a it's a very simplistic city. It's it's grid based. Um, it's just you know a lot of rectangles and then some streets intersecting. Uh, Night City feels much more like uh, like an Asian inspired city or even like Boston to a certain extent, like, where like everything's kind of. And that's just in the areas you've been in. Like when you start yep. hitting like nomad territory or the Sixers mm. or Pacifica, like. Mm. They're yep. so different and distinct oh. and still amazing. And there's like these industrial areas that are like, there, there's like one that's just like solar panels as far as you can see. Yeah. And it is so <laughs> beautiful. Like when I was taking, when I was playing the game, um, I knew I was doing it for review. So I was taking a lot of screen captures whenever sure. I saw anything like that so that I could have images to put with the review. And so yeah. after I'd done my writing, I, I went back to my PS5 and just to look at like how many photos I have and transfer them onto a stick so I could use them. I had taken mm. like 200 photos. Like I've never <laughs> in my life taken more than like two photos in the game. Right. And, I'll and, screenshot something funny that happens or whatever, yeah. but yeah. And some, like a lot of them, like in retrospect, like I'm like, I don't remember why I took this one. And some of them were like auto taken when you get like an achievement or something. Mm, um, right. So I ended up having about like 35 though, that I thought were like very good, very usable. And even on console, like I've seen the screenshots for the PC and you're right. Like it's gorgeous. Like even, even better than, than what I'm playing on, but it still looks beautiful. Like playing this PS4 oh. version on a PS5. I cannot wait until they do the, oh. uh, the next gen upgrade for it. Oh. And so much of it, it's like I was saying, it's so much, or sorry, so much of it is not just like, the resolution or that it looks or that there's people around so much of it is that it just feels like a city that like, like you'll, you'll be like in this area and it, it just, just like the, the geometry of it, like it actually like almost feels like it's growing and then there'll be like, like an over, like an overpass that you have to go under. And it's like a whole nother city area down there. Yeah. And like, it just, it just spreads out and everywhere you look, you could tell, like you, you could really, you could look around and just stop and look at that. And it would be like an amazing screenshot. And it's, it, there's like, you know, lamp, like there could be like a string of lanterns hanging, but like every single lantern, it's not just like a copy and paste. Like you could tell like they're different or one might have like little graffiti on it or like, uh, it's really hard just to, to, to put into words, like how, detailed and how different uh every area looks and how none of it just feels like okay let's just make another block and we'll make this building a different color yeah. like every area is completely you, like you go into several different rundown like mega apartments none of them felt like the same mega apartment like they have different graffiti different piles of garbage different people mm-hmm. hanging out um different like amounts of uh uh, rooms on each floor and like where the fire escapes yep. are and like yeah they all felt like uniquely designed yep. not copied and pasted yep. and and since we're the segment where we're talking about like how do you feel about night city in general um uh another thing you see everywhere throughout the city throughout every area of the city i've been in so far advertising is everywhere oh yeah um it's, i love it's... when you get a little bit out of the city and you look back at it and you just see those beams of advertisement being yep. like shot <laughs> to the sky and you can still see them yep. from like way out there that's awesome. So, so the advertising is everywhere. It's intense. 
it's aggressive and very often it's like hypersexualized. One of those two. Yep. Yeah. Hypersexualized or hyperviolent. And like you'll you'll look at something and you'll think like, oh, like that's got to be an ad for like you know like uh, uh like like a like a strip club or something like that. And like it's an ad for like a TV show, <laughs> you know. So like there, it's it's crazy just seeing kind of like the and like yeah, a lot like of energy drink toy. ads. And then the energy drinks. If you go to a vending machine, you can buy the energy drinks that they're advertising on there. Yep. Like just yeah. So nice. yeah, so the advertising's everywhere. Um, uh, uh, I'm just looking at a couple notes that I had. Um, so. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to describe, but I'm telling you, like, I can't think of another game that I've been in where the city just like felt like this, like I don't want to say like this living, thriving thing, because like a lot of games have a lot of stuff going on. In and them, if you, but no city looks or feels like this in any game I've ever played. And if you look for the flaws, like they're there. Like if you watch, like if you go to the street markets, like they look amazing and they look very like Blade Runnery, especially when it starts yep. raining. But if you watch the vendor long enough, they're going to repeat their uh, right. their little uh, loop of animation. Like you, you can find the yep. flaws if you start looking for them, and you'll find the right. same vending machines start popping up and popping up. But right, but like the but like the the city has a feel like there's a history to it, even if you don't like know it yet. And like I said, in those little things that pop up in side stories, in side jobs, and gigs and stuff like that. Or if you just listen to Jackie, like I, uh, so I was, you know, I was walking with Jackie, we're going to this club and I wasn't really listening. I was like, you know, I was probably being an idiot and like, I, it was like an kind of, I was on autopilot and I like looked at my phone, maybe it like had <laughs> dinged or something, or like maybe the kids are saying something or say, oh, like dinner's coming. Okay, good. And then I, I focused back on the thing and I just missed everything that happened. I never would have caught it. Um, but a, the bug happened and I'm like, it's, it's when you're in the afterlife. And you're going to meet with Dexter and Bug in like that little booth. So I get there yeah. and the door's shut. T Bug is so cool too. I like her a lot. T Bug's awesome. Yeah. T Bug's awesome. So you get there and the door is shut. And I'm like, how do we get in here? And then Jackie just walks through the door <laughs> and sits down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so can I open the door? And 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 uh, Dexter's in there just like, hello, V, sit down. And I'm like, the door is closed. So I reload the (laughs) checkpoint. And this time I pay attention the whole way down there. So you're in this club called Afterlife. And first of all, the the coloring is awesome. It's like this black kind of theme with like this kind of like like light green um, uh, uh, logo. It kind of made me, it gave me like Metal Gear Solid vibes for some reason. I'm not like totally sure why. But as you're going down there, Jackie's telling you about it, your buddy, your buddy who like does jobs with you and stuff. And then I found out like, oh, this place used to be a morgue. And I'm like, that is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world <laughs> that there's a morgue that, you, that there's a club that used to be a morgue and it's called Afterlife. Oh, yeah. and like, and then, but the game is full of stuff like, like nothing in the game was like, uh, maybe this will be that or maybe this will be that. Someone thought of a reason for like everything yeah. that they tell you. And I know awesome. there's like a lot of shards that you pick up throughout the game, which is mm-hmm. basically like, like if you're in Skyrim and you pick up like a book, like it's got your lore in sure. it. Um, yep. they're really short little bursts of like, uh, sometimes they're conversations between people or sometimes they're like history lessons yeah. and stuff. They're all world building. They're worth checking out a lot of them. Mm. And some of them even, uh, they will have coordinates in them that'll open up a spot on your map. It's like, Hey, there's a side gig that you can go yep. do over here that you got the info from the shard. Yep. Um, so, yeah. and I, 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 and I mentioned this earlier, but one of the first things I did when, after someone said to me like, Hey, listen. It's okay to let your jobs build up. Just like do ones that are near you, and you can get like some extra scratch form, whatever. So I happened to be near a thing, and 
I start doing it and it's like, oh, this, this person's like uh, implants have like gone crazy and they're like shooting up people and stuff like that. Just go take care of her. Yeah. So it's, yeah, very early on. So cyber psycho. So you go and she's kind of just in this little room, like in the the middle and like this, like kind of like in the middle of these apartments and there's like kind of, there's like a, like a corpo, like security vehicle there or something like that. And like, they're either dead or in the process of being killed by her, depending on, you know, how your game runs. And so I get there and she's like, and you know, so you have a little fight, you kill her and you could just like pick up her gun or, you know, like whatever the reward was and you could leave. But there's a shard in that area and you pick up the shard and and I read it and it was like her like reaching out to them, like real, like I need help. Like something is going wrong. I'm afraid like I need, and it it was back and forth and they were like, okay, like, like, don't worry about it. We got you. Corpo takes care of their own. And then, like, the next message was, like, okay, this this woman's, like, out of control. Like, we need to send the strike team in to kill her. And it was, like, oh, she, like, reached out for help. And they were, like, nope. Like, we're snuffing her out. And it was, like, yeah. that's how much Corpo cares. So, like, just – and it was just this little 15, 20-second yeah. read. I think if you so don't good. read the shards, like, yeah, you're going to just feel very, like, uh, just I got in a battle. That was it. But, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of depth to them if you're if you're willing to look for it. Yep, uh, and and the, and the cities, and that's and it's a few examples. We could talk for a long time about it, but it just makes and and that's the difference between like you know a city, uh, like an open world city that you know doesn't feel like it has any any life to it. It's all about that depth. So everywhere you go, if you if you listen to that detail, if you read it, if you look for it, uh, there, there's there's just it makes it feel better and feel like just like a cooler place to be when you walk into afterlife, just knowing it has that history. And a lot of the places you'll go in there. And uh, it's the it's a tradition in the city and and probably other places. Uh, all the drinks are named after the regulars, but you have to die. Like there's no living <laughs> uh, legends. There's no people that are alive that have drinks named after them. And early on, uh, or I, I think it might be at Afterlife, Jackie orders a drink. He's like, oh, this 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 this. And she was like, okay, a couple of Johnny Silverhands coming up. And I'm like, oh, so Johnny Silverhands is dead. And I'm like, so like it just gets my brain going like. Wait, how can he be dead? Okay, I gotta just keep going, right? <laughs> and then, uh, but it it just gives a lot of like history and like a lot of like because uh, uh, you'll go to a new place and you'll say like, what should I order? And they're like, oh, you can have this, 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 or this. And you're like, what's this guy's story? And like they'll tell you the story of like what the what the, why the drink's named after the guy. So so something everything just has that history. That to it. I personally love about this game is in real life I don't drink. And so just out of sheer curiosity, I was like, I wonder if I can go through this whole game without ever taking a drink because mm-hmm. you get offered a ton of drinks in this game. Like right off the bat when you're in that corporate AV, like going in there, like, you know, take something, like take a drink. And yeah, like John or your friend uh, Jackie offers you a drink. Tons of missions. They offer you drinks. And I was able to refuse every single one of them. Yeah. It was cool. Like, And there was even one where like, it was. I wasn't able to refuse a drink, but they offered me a lemonade instead if I made the right choices. <laughs> they gave me a lemonade and then teased me about ordering a lemonade. It, That's it was, pretty great. It was neat just because I've never seen that as an option. Right. And to go along with that, um, I also I, I knew right off the bat I wanted to like go in like more stealth and hacking kind of build. And so I was like, I wonder if I can go through the whole game without killing anybody. Mm. And I like 98% of the main story that I did like was with no gun in hand ever. I just had my fists out and that was it. I didn't want to carry a weapon and I made it through the game like that. And it was freaking awesome that 
I was able to do that. And I didn't feel like I really struggled to do it because of how I was building my character either. Mm. So it's just neat. Are you, are, are you able to put your, your, so first of all, the, the alcohol thing is not something I would have ever thought of, but the fact that like that, that works is, is pretty great. Um, it, it kind of makes me think of when the first time you go in the story mode to one of these places where you can have, um, they call them joy toys in the, uh, uh, in the, in the game. Um, and they kind of like run a scan on you. They never ask you like, Oh, like, would you prefer like, you know, like this type or this type? It just scans you and it's like, all right, we're going to automatically find out. It's like, here's your options. And there's like one dude and one woman joy toy. And, and you're like, and you're like, oh, like two matches for me. Like, that's kind of weird. And they're like, yeah, you know, like whichever one you want, like, which one do you want? You know? So, but they never ask, like, do you want this or not want this? They just give you the choice to like do either. But sometimes Um, there's, there's a secret third choice. Like when you have that, like uh timer bar, like running down, mm. just let it run out sometimes. And you get like a third option Mm. that's not listed. The, uh, the only time I let it run out, I died, so I've not let it run out other than <laughs> you that. You can't do it near the maelstrom. Any other time. No, 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 it's not, it's not, it wasn't that. It was, it was at the end of Act 1. It was after, at the end of the heist. So when you're, uh, uh, at, at the, the penthouse in, uh, Arasaka, and you, you know, kind of fall down to the I bottom think that, of it. And... I think no matter what you choose, you're going to end in a death in that situation. No, 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 right. So that happens, and then you kind of like, you get like pulled out of like the landfill, right? And then you end up in a car, and there's like this chase sequence, and like the T1000s are like swiping at you and jumping on the car, and you're trying to shoot them off you. And then there's a point at which your, your new, uh, 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 fr- uh friend, who's driving the car is like, yo, like I need your help. Like take the wheel or something like that. And I was just like enjoying this like cutscene uh, or this like action sequence. And like, I didn't realize he wanted me to like press a button. So by the time I realized it was, <laughs> Oh crap, he wants me to do something like right. the car just crashed. And then like it reloaded the scene. So I was like, okay, I should not let those bars like expire anymore. It's probably going to kill me. Um, typically you can, if you want to. Mm. Yeah. That's probably okay. an exception. Yeah. That, that's also one of the things that, like, in a, like before you die the first time in a game, like, you don't know what the consequences are. Like, the first time you die in Grand Theft Auto, it's like, okay, you're going to wake up at a hospital, you're going to be short, you know, they're going to charge you 100 bucks, and you go on your way. So it's like, okay, well, dying isn't that big a deal. So until I died the first time in it, I'm like, okay, like, what is the consequence of dying? And it's not, like, built in the story. Like, you flatline, and it's like, do you want to reload from the last checkpoint? And it's like, oh, okay, so, like... There is no like you know dead, moving yeah. forward. It's like you got to go back and like uh, you know do this thing again. So, but uh, but yeah, the uh, man, uh, the city. I mean, it's just got a fantastic feel. I'm not nearly as far uh, put nearly as many hours into it as you have. So no, but I'm like excited you're, to see you're where like it goes right in like the best spot. Like that Arasaka heist is so good, and you get Johnny involved right after that. Yep. Which like you've played uh, Batman Arkham Knight, right? Yep. Yeah, like my favorite part of that is they give you the Joker to have like someone to dialogue with and you're not just by yourself the whole time. So you've got that yeah. with Johnny now um, where just you'll be playing these side missions that you think are irrelevant to everything and he pops up yep. and gives you his two cents and you're like, whoa, like that explains so much. Like where did that yep. come so from? Yep, so I, I actually wrote this down. Um, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll just read it so I don't have to uh, go through it. So uh, Act 1 ends <laughs> with um, – uh, act one ends with uh, the heist, which is a bit of uh, so again. Here's a spoiler coming up for anyone who's hung in this far and like hasn't finished Act One. Five second warning. Um, so Act One ends with a mission called the heist, which is a bit of an emotional gut punch. 
especially if you really, really find uh, Jackie Wells likable, <laughs> which I really did. Um, so the Arasaka storyline, uh, uh, so that scene in the penthouse really worked for me. You've already been in the penthouse, so like I have some familiarity with the space because of the uh, the previous brain dance, like kind of like uh, analyzing that scene. And also, for people who haven't played the game yet, or even if you have, the brain dance is kind of like what I described to Kelsey as um, kind of like the detective mode in most games, only better, because you don't just like switch in the detective mode, look around till you find a thing, and then just listen to like a cutscene on it. So you've got several layers of the brain dance. You got your visual, you got your audio, and then you got like your heat map. So you can watch these in first person, which is awesome to like experience who yeah, like so recorded yeah, this. Yeah, watching um, the person recorded it like through their vision. So you can't yep. like go out and look at them because they can't see right. themselves. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Which uh, which reminded me of um, if you ever seen the movie uh, Strange Days, amazing sci underrated sci fi film from the uh, early nineties. It's um, Ray Fiennes uh, stars in it, and Tom Sizemore, Juliette Lewis are in it. It's awesome, and it's the same type thing where like you can like record these experiences or memories, and then you can experience them like first person. So it's like exactly the same thing. So you so you get in this brain dance uh, uh, you know kind of situation, and you can watch this entire experience first person. And since it was recorded with all these like you know different you know sensors and stuff, you can pull yourself out of it and then watch it in the third person on a visual layer to see if there's any visual clues on a sound layer to see if there's anything to give you sound clues and the heat map. And there's actually so different. So like you're actually being a detective instead of just like looking around in the scan setting. So the, so you had already been in the penthouse to kind of figure out what the situation was all about. So I actually, I didn't feel uncomfortable. I felt like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be. That's my thing. That's my thing. I got to go over there. But then, like any heist, like stuff starts going wrong and things aren't going to plan. You're like, oh crap! And I remember um, T Bug, who's like on comms for the uh, for the quest. She's <sighs> like, all right, fat pillar now. And you're like, and you look around, and like you know where the fat pillar is. You've been in the room. Like, okay, go to it. And you get in there, and then this scene happens where so you got um uh uh the kind of like like the uh, the king of the castle, right? The the emperor uh, Arasaka, and then you have his uh, his son. Uh, Horonabu, I think is how you say it. Yeah. And um, it's this, it's this. You know, we've heard the story before of like, you know, like the the son wants to take over the empire, and like the 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 emperor like knows that he's not ready, or or you know, like whatever the situation is. So what ends up happening is you're hiding in this pillar that's actually like the backside of like almost like this like this TV screen type thing, or like this multi uh, uh screen. And, like, one of the bodyguards, since, like, uh, uh, Arasaka's in there, kind of comes over to the TV and is, like, actually, like, looking through it. And you're like, oh, he's going to see us. And then, and then like, he kind of turns his attention away. So what ends up happening is the son ends up strangling the father. Uh, and that gave me, like, real strong vibes from, like, Gladiator when um, uh, uh, – what's-his-face? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character strangled Marcus Aurelius. So, like – you know, becomes a new emperor and even, and the reason it's not just because it was the father, sorry, the son strangling the father, but like the, 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 like the general who like was like protecting the old emperor, like he knows the son definitely did it. And the son says to him, it's like, what's your job? And he's like, to protect the head of the family. He's like, all right, I hope you do a better job with me than you did him. He knows the son did it. He was the only one in the room with him. So like, it's this really, really weird dynamic. And then you have to escape out of there. So you escape out of there. And then like, that's kind of like the, the end of act one where you end up like in a ditch, in a, in a junkyard, 
you get pulled out of it, and then the guy who was working for the Emperor, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Arasaka, I'm using these like weird terms, but like he 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 knows it was you know like no good, so he like grabs you and pulls you out, and like you think it's to, you know, because like uh, uh, like Dex was involved, and like you think it's for a different reason, but then he's like, no, like I'm taking this guy, I'm going, so you escape out of there. So the whole idea is like he's gonna like use you to like you know help go after like when the sun. he shot Dex there like that surprised yep. the heck out of me because Dex put it, you there and yeah, yeah Dex was a Dex was a huge huge uh, uh, and and the whole game leading up to that everything is like oh Dexter Deshawn like best fixer in the city like once you get to Dex like best it. jobs everything's yeah. gonna be great like you've got it and then the the first thing that hinted that maybe Dex wasn't gonna stick around so much was in Afterlife. When uh, Jackie is talking to that bartender, you're talking to Jackie, the bartender, and he's talking about, oh, you see that fixer over there? That's blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, I thought Dexter Deshaun was like the best one in the city. And then Jackie's like, uh, she was doing jobs when Dexter was still in diapers. And that made me think, oh, okay, there's other fixers. Like Dexter's not the be all end all. Yeah, so, so then when we came... rogue there. And yep. Rogue is so awesome. Like, you haven't met her besides yeah, that conversation. Like yeah, so I'm looking and, forward to it. Her and Johnny have a history, mm. so they get mm. into that, and it's fascinating. So, uh, so yeah, not to get like too bogged down in the details, so we can keep moving. But so you get through that that first act, and then so the guy who was the bodyguard for uh, Arasaka, he kind of grabs you. You escape from these uh, guys that were sent to kind of stop you, and now it's like okay. I, I want your help. We got to go after, you know, like uh, the son for killing the father. And that's kind of where the first act ends. And then they put you in the shoes, uh, in the first person shoes of this character, who you find out very quickly is Johnny Silverhands. So for me, all I knew so far was, well, I mean, you knew Keanu was going to be in the game, but all I knew so far was like, well, he's dead because they have a drink named after him. So as you play through this sequence, you realize that this has happened in the past and uh, that, you know, besides being like a like a, a musician, he was like this kind of like vigilante, uh, uh, you know, not terrorist, but like he was branded yeah, that. They call him terrorist a lot in the game. Yeah, they call him terrorist a lot. And he probably was a terrorist because he goes in places and blows stuff up. And um, but so you kind of play this sequence and uh, where he, he, uh, it's, it's awesome because like you're you're your your character is not as powerful as Johnny uh, uh uh, is at this point so you're just mowing guys down like your handgun is doing like 50 times the damage of yeah. like my rifles have been doing up to this point so it's like oh this is what it's gonna feel like later this is great um so uh but you get through this sequence really cool and then you get on the you know plane you escape or you think you escape and then um this dude uh who i've you, you've heard out a little about in the little bit about in the game almost like this like terminator kind of mech human uh kind of uh hybrid type mm -hmm. um adam smasher. smasher and i remember as, as i'm going through all this uh, stuff i was sending like chats to kelsey and he wasn't around and i just imagine you getting back and just seeing the entire sequence of like i did the heist <laughs> yeah. and then i did this and then it was keanu and then adam smasher, smasher. came back and then yeah. this and then i i was just not ready for that amazing sequence in the game so the end of act one is awesome and once that happens you realize okay yeah keanu is gone or uh, johnny silverhands keanu's character is gone but you have his chip uh jackie actually uh uh had it gave it to you and what happens is you can see johnny like his his like that consciousness that's uh that's left of him so you the, can visualize the, him the chip that you're stealing from arasaka is like experimental biotech and it's mm. like like johnny's been dead for like 50 years and they've 
kept his consciousness alive on this chip somehow. And like you've inserted it into your body and you don't know what the consequences of that are because this is an experimental chip. Yep. So this is real Clovis Bray stuff. If we have any destiny lore fans out there. So, um, but yeah, it's, so it's awesome. And then what happens is so you wake up in your apartment and then like Johnny's there and you kind of have that moment where like, you know, you can't hit him because he's not really there and you're looking at him and you turn around and he's also there because he's like in your head, he's not really there. So once you kind of come to grips with that and you're like, okay, this is the thing that's happening. And they kind of explain to you, you're slowly dying because of this thing that's in your body that like your body doesn't know what to do with. And you got to figure out how to like reconcile all these things. So Johnny's consciousness is asking you, you know, imploring you to help him with things and you're just trying to like I'm just at the I'm just at the point where you're just trying to like process that and like start working through it. And what's so cool is like you said uh comparing it to Joker in Arkham Knight where like you'll round a corner and he's sitting there. And he's talking like, "Oh, I don't know what you're going to do about this bats." Like and then like you'll keep going like cuz like there's nothing you can do. Like he's still there. So you'll round that corner and then you'll climb the ladder and he's like hanging from the top step of the ladder. Uh, if this were me, this is what I would do. And it's like this is so cool. I love when you're talking to someone and he's talking over them, behind them, and you can see both (laughs) of them, and you just like, shut up. And it's great, and it's the first few times you talk to him, he talks to you, and then you hear your, like, you talk to him, and it it sounds like, you know, like when you're talking, you can hear it in your ears, right? And you're talking to him, and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. And then Johnny says to you, you know you don't have to actually (laughs) speak out loud for me to hear you, right? And then the next thing you say to him just sounds a little bit different. So you're actually just speaking like within your head. And the fact that they actually change the sound to make that uh, clear, it's just another one of those like super awesome little details. But uh, yeah, you say Joker. Um, I had in my notes here, like my own personal Patrick Swayze from Ghost. <laughs> He's just a dude who's there that no one else can see. Just your own uh, personal Keanu. So uh, it, it's really awesome. A uh, lot of cool little details. Yeah, um, that is, like, I love and agree with everything you just said. The game kind of got, I got a little weird for me at that point because mm. the, the chip that's in your head, you kind of find out that it's like killing you. Mm. So the main story, cause I was trying to role play the heck out of this game. Like I was like, what right. would V do here? I was yeah. like trying to drive the speed limit and not crash anybody and like paying attention to the, the clock, the in-game clock. So it's like, shit, I've been up for two days. Like I literally, I'm going to go to my apartment and sleep now because I've taken stims for two days to like stay up kind of thing. So I, I was really trying to do what V would do. And I'm like, okay, now I have a timeline on my life. Like that's got to be the priority. Mm. Right. So right. I really put side missions away for most of the rest of the game after that, uh, except for times where, someone would be like, Hey, meet me here at 7 PM. And I'd look at the clock. I'm like, okay, it's 12. I got seven hours. What am I going to do? And I'd look through my side missions and I'm like, a lot of these, like they're irrelevant right now. Like I don't need money. I don't need this. I'm like, shit, like Jackie's dead. Like I'm going to go to Jackie's funeral. Like go check yeah. in on his mom. Like I know they were really close and Misty was a big part of his life. So I'd go do like that. And like, sitting through a funeral sounds like the worst side quest ever it was awesome like have you done that one yet no no so so that's yeah that's, that, that's coming up for me it's, it's an option and yeah. uh i think that's um because that's where i was um where uh like i went back to my apartment and there was like 
like something waiting there for me. And I think that's that's an option for me to go do. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So. But 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 same but same thing. Just like you, I'm so I try to roll and just like like with other role playing games, we're like the world is ending and like there's a meteor coming towards a planet. We got to go save it. Maybe I should just go race some chocobos for like <laughs> 80 hours and like get some materia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I do the same thing where I'm like if something's in me killing me, and same thing like in, in that's what I loved about Mass Effect Three. Even though there was like a lot of stuff going on, I, while I was playing Mass Effect Three, I felt like everything I was doing, even side missions, it was in preparation for that final battle. Like it was like if I do this, we're gonna be stronger for it, and right. then it'll, it'll work towards that. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. Or like if I feel like there's like an urgency to my care, or someone calls me up, they're like, "Listen, I need you to do this right now. This guy's like escaping." I'm going to drop what I'm doing. I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah. it's always weird for so, me to kind of find that balance. Because I have to bring up Batman another time. Uh, Arkham Knight was a really fun one for me to role play like that because I know I know a lot of these villains. So when, like, Man Bat shows up, I'm like, okay, like, he's kind of a good guy who just doesn't have control sometimes. Like, he's not a priority right now. I don't think he's going to go on a mass killing spree. Someone's killing these firemen. Like, that's the one I got to go. So I was, like, prioritizing my missions like that, too. Um it almost felt like the game like forked for me like here like it was like i gotta do the main quest stuff and make sure i don't die and then post game i can become like night city's greatest mercenary kind of thing so it kind of felt like i had it just became two different games for me both games that i loved playing but they felt like they were conflicting with each other mm-hmm. because I, I really felt like i didn't have the time or urgency to do almost anything like if uh like judy and evelyn had been helping me out. So it's like, Hey, if I got time and they need something, like I'm going to go prioritize those guys. Um, but outside of that, like it's like gang stuff, like like someone else can deal with that right now. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's, uh, uh, and it's, it's weird because I, I haven't mentioned this before, but when I first started with the game, I, didn't like I wasn't like initially like fully taken with it, and I, I was actually pretty before. worried talking to you for the first couple of hours. Like, <laughs> oh no, he's not he's not into this like I am. And it's 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 always one of those things where, uh, where um, I, it's kind of like there are certain games that are a certain style and. I know what to expect going in. I know how to play them. I know it's going to be what it's going to be like, you know, like a sci-fi RPG or sorry, sci-fi like FPS. I'm going to go in and do the thing. That's going to be it. So this game is kind of like a hybrid of a, of a handful of different styles. It, it almost plays like a little bit like, uh, like Deus Ex to me a little bit. where like, I'm going in with more of a stealth, uh, mindset and, if, and, it's just like Deus Ex, like there's, there's, you know, points you can put into certain perks and certain builds where you can, uh, you know, make it how, how you want it to be. And what I didn't like about that game is I loved playing the stealth so much that then when a boss battle came up, I expect so much for stealth that I'm like, well, now I got to like gun this boss down. Like I don't have anything that can like uh, help with uh, taking this boss down. So they're like all bad boss battles, but like a lot of games that I don't get into like right away, I really had to figure out like the flow of how I enjoyed playing the game and also like how the game wanted to be played. Um, and I know every game tries to be like, oh, play it any way you want, but you can't play like a hundred percent stealth like early on, or at least I couldn't without like having those that like you can, once you kind of unlock certain perks, like once you, like for me, once I got 
uh, the perk that allows you to like see who's overheating you because I was getting overheated everywhere. Once uh, I, I got ping, which is an early on, you get a quest or like where you can grab ping for free. And I really think part of the reason of that quest is not just so that you can get ping for free, but it's just to show you, hey, you can go to these, uh, uh, you know, people and buy this tech to upgrade yourself. I really think that's kind of like indirect to teaching. Totally. So it re- and the other part of it too was I was only able to get like half hour here, 35 minutes there, 40 minutes there, 10 minutes here. And I hate playing like that. Cause like you can't get into a flow. You don't retain any of the info. So it really wasn't until like I sat down for like a solid, like two, three hours and like got through like a, a like a pretty good chunk that I realized, okay, this is how I figure out my inventory. This is how I figure weapons out. There's still like little quirks that like I'm not nuts about, like uh very small things. Like when you go in your inventory and your backpack, it's just a mess. And when you like hover over, like there's a lot of organizational things you can do, which and is they, awesome. You can go. They aren't great at organizing the way that I want them to be organized either. Right. Like I'm looking at weapons and it's like, what's the view? Okay. Default. Well, default's dumb. Okay. Do DPS like top down. And okay, here's DPS top down. Here's rarity top down. So there's a lot of different filters, which is great. But what's confusing about it is you hover over something and then it'll show you, uh, oh, here's this weapon versus what you have equipped. And it's like, okay, that's helpful. But it's ba- the position is based on where you want on the screen. <laughs> no, I can't so see what anything you, else in my backpack. So, well, like what you, what you have equipped might be on the left of that little floating window and the item you're looking at is on the right. But then if you dr- go to the bottom right, what you have equipped might be on the right and the other one's on the left. So they're changing positions on you. So I'm like, well, what am I getting rid of and not getting rid of? And then you have your, you know, your iconic items. And it's like, well, if it's iconic or, you know, one of the kind, like I'm not getting rid of that. But then pretty, very shortly, it's like, well, that's like the worst gun I have. So what should I do? You know, so like, it's just a lot of little things. It's very similar when I started playing Fallout 3. And I just didn't understand it. And I don't want to be like searching YouTube or like searching game facts like every five minutes when I have a question. The best thing for me in that situation was having my father-in-law sit there with me for just like two or three hours. And every time I had a question, I was like, hey, what's this? And he was like, oh, that's it. Don't worry about it. Or like, what what should I pick up when I'm looting things? Uh, uh, like always pick up ammo has got no weight. Anything that's got like fairly low value, don't worry about it. You know, like, and then when leveling up a character, I don't know, like, what should I do early on? Does this matter? No, this doesn't matter now. Do this one first. You want this, you know, depend, and it depends on your build. So, like, I kind of have, I kind of figured out how to, uh, you know, kind of answer a lot of my own questions. I, I, I kind of looked up a handful of others. But, yeah, like, early on, like, you know, three, four hours in, like, like, doubt starts to set in and you're like, oh, like, is this for me? Am I not going to like this? But then, like, you know, you start to turn a corner whether it's like, you know, the mission or whether you start to, you know, like, uh, you know, get into like some of the, the backstories and uh, some of these side job things. But I remember once it, it just kind of like started turning and then I got into a fight where I controlled the pace of the fight. So I got in there. I looked at everything. I tagged all my stuff, um, which uh, uh, me and Chris used to love clearing out like enemy bases <laughs> in Far Cry 4. So you get in there tag it okay uh breach okay now i understand the breach minigame okay great and now uh let me ping everything okay i got everything let me tag everything okay that guy's a priority there's this guy all right uh he's looking that way he's looking that way all right i'm going over here go over here um distract enemies uh on the uh, soda machine soda machine spits out cans oh why are all these cans coming out so (laughs) you know it's so once you start to realize okay I'm going to go in with a plan. It starts becoming like, you know, like a, like a real thought process. And then 
I got to the point where I slowed down and I started re- because I no longer had that 10 or 15 minute play session. I have 40, 50 minutes. Okay, I'm going to read. So then I would, you know, read all the things there, and I'm like, oh, I gotta read all the stuff from now on. It's just too because you don't know what you, what you, what you'll miss, right? So, um, but yeah, it's um, and I, and I think most people have been there with a game where like a couple hours in, you're like, I don't know, I'm not hooked yet, I'm getting worried, and then like you turn that corner and it it really just kind of took off for me a little bit, which is great. Yeah, that was coming through in your messages. I was so worried that you were gonna <laughs> drop it really quick and just be like, God, like I wanted to, just not for me. Yeah. I'm so glad that it, you found that that moment where it just made made it work for you. Yeah, it was very very cool. And like you know, it it did happen before the heist, but then like the heist like solidified it. Where... I, I agree. I was like, this is okay until that yeah. happened too. And yeah. uh, like Johnny, like he really is a huge part of the game. And him and V, like the dialogue and the relationship they have, like it changes. Like they're so antagonistic at first, and they got to figure out kind of a way to live together because they have to. Um, mm-hmm. So their relationship gets really interesting as you go, and like all the secondary character dialogue was really good. There's only a few times where, with the dialogue options I would mm-hmm. pick, it felt like they like re- maybe repeated the same thing twice in two different ways. And like we just talked about this, this doesn't make sense. That didn't happen very yeah. often though. It's usually pretty good right. writing. And I was interested in the characters and I like cannot emphasize how good the side jobs are in this game. Like they are not side jobs, like in the sense that it's just busy work. Like they are so good. And even if they aren't tied to the main story, they are their own fully developed story and characters. It's just so good. So I wasn't always, I wasn't clear early on and I'm still not like completely where with some of the, uh, the language where like, so you have your main mission, which is like, you know, that's self-explanatory. Then you have a side job. So another thing in my notes here that, that kind of made it hard for me to kind of get like, like engaged in it. I was never sure if I was doing main story or side job. Um, I don't know if there's a thing that flashes on the screen that says, you know, main story, or if it just says the name of the thing you're doing. If you go into but, your journal, it'll have it highlighted. Right. Yeah. So I can see it there. And what would happen is like, I would just kind of do the next thing that was on my queue. And I didn't realize until like a little bit into act one that the icon for main story and side job are the exact same icon with inverted colors. <laughs> um, so that kind of threw me and I'm like, Oh, so like yellow with, black or black with yellow like that that changes so then there's main job there's side job and then i found i i track them in the journal more often than not than actually going into like the map screen and look at them there but then there was also gigs and i'm mm-hmm. like okay well, what's the difference between a side job and a gig you know and then like there's uh uh there's also things that uh if we can talk about delamain for a second absolutely del Delamain, which is one of the, it's a side job that's kind of the like birthed from like the heist. Yeah. So in, in the heist, you have this like luxury cab uh, uh, company that's contracted by your fixer to be your driver there and back. So they're your drop off and they're your uh, they're your exfil. So um and it it's so cool. It's so like it's like uh, it's like an AI. Um, so you get in the car and there's the screen there and it's Delamain. He's like, Oh, like, welcome to Delamain. And, um, so it's supposed to be like top of the line, you know, like anti-combat, like, you know, like it'll, it'll evade, like whatever. So it's supposed yeah. to be really good. They've got so, this like medical system hooked up to it. If you get injured, like, yeah. yep. Yep. Like, uh, Oh, like you need assistance. We'll take you to the hospital. So anyway, after the story's done, um, <laughs> I think you, 
I think what spawns it is like you get into your car again for the first time, like after the heist. <laughs> and then a Delamain cab with one of the funniest lines in this game so far that I can't say because it's a family show. <laughs> says beep beep and then something else and then just smashes in the side of your car. And I was like, what was that? And then like you get a call from Delamain. I am so sorry. It was either, I can't remember if it was voice or if it was text, but I think it was text and it was like, oh, we're so sorry. There's been damage to your car. Like, please stop by and like, you know, like we'll reimburse you. So you go to Delamain and it's so funny. You get in there and it's just like a customer service lobby and the Delamain AI is talking to them like, oh, I'm sorry. We can't always, and everyone's just mad at Delamain and you get up there and they don't recognize you and you're like, Del, like it's me. I was just in the car with you. And then like that one goes away and like the real Delamain comes in and is like, oh, I'm sorry, V. Like I can't be everywhere at once. That was just like a, like a customer service AI. And then it's, he's like, hey, coming back. Like I'm going to talk to you. So you go in the shop, which is all automated. And he's basically like, hey, I think there's like some like really crazy, like high uh, uh, complexity virus that's like infected like some of my cabs. I need your help and like uh, kind of ridding that virus. And you're like, okay. So you get back in your car, and then there's like an area that you got to – it's like, oh, the last time I had contact with this cab was here. So you go to that area, and then like there's a Delamain cab saying that same thing. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> He's just trying to smash into you. So you smash – you, so you're just having like a demolition derby going on, and then you can kind of box him in get out of your car and like shoot him, you know, grenades, whatever it takes. And then once you like fully like destroy it, he says that funny line one more time, but like in a dying, like a slow, like uh, death rattle, like beep, beep. And then Dell calls you. He's like, Oh, thank you very much. Like, and then I thought that was going to be it. And then um, like the next step of the quest is like, Oh, there's like another one over here. So now I'm like, Oh, this is like a mission type. Now I just go like find all the Delamain cabs. But like, I noticed the first one said like, you know, moderate danger. And then the next one came up and it was like high danger or very high. And I'm like, oh, like maybe I'll hold off for a bit. But it's so cool. Like a lot of these side jobs, just like you said before, they're, they are directly related to either things that have happened in the main story or like things that will affect what will happen in the main story. Like all that connected tissue is there. And that, like, I was worried too, because I like, same thing, like, I thought that was really funny. I liked going into the office. And then when I combat, um, I finished that and I found out there was like seven more vehicles. I'm like, I, like, that was fun. I don't want to just go shoot up seven vehicles, like, mm-hmm. to repeat. Every car you go to has a different issue. You have to tackle it in a different <laughs> way. It's not like ah. you don't box it in and shoot the next one. Like, they all have different different things you need to do to, to help them out. It's, which was really cool. It made the whole mm. mission. Uh, like it's, a, it probably takes an hour from start to finish, like going to each vehicle, but it mm. was it varied enough that it, that it kept it like fun and fresh too. And, mm. and you'll like it a lot later on. Like they, they, yeah. they reference things outside of cyberpunk that I know you're a fan of that. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a chuckle out of. Yeah. But yeah, so, 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 so cool. And, um, it was it was just really not, and it's it's great because like I, we've had the conversation in, for, about other games where like I've said I'm like you know I tried to play it I've tried on you know like four separate occasions I got you know several hours in each time because like I feel like I really would like it if I get into a flow and like it just doesn't happen and it doesn't happen for everybody in every game like you were saying before with uh, Fire Emblem um, there are Fire Emblem games you love and there are ones that didn't grab you you know so it's just kind of the way it is sometimes but I, I am glad that it kind of grabbed me and now I'm starting to look at uh, uh, builds um, because one of the things that bu- that bugs me 
and again, I hate to do another game comparison, but Civilization V has a very, you know, like a fairly linear, like a skill progression system where, or your technology progression where it's okay, like you start with this and that leads to this and to this and to this and to this. And then when Civilization Beyond Earth came out, which is, you know, not a mod of, of Civ Six, but like kind of based on that same uh, game uh, engine structure, they moved to the tech web where you have kind of like, you know, your central, um, you know, starting point, but you can branch off in like any number of crazy directions. And that was always confusing to me being not as smart a person as a lot of other people. And like, it was easy for me to like, look at that linear path and be like, okay, and there's options up and down. I can go towards this or go towards that, but it was still fairly linear when you just kind of give me, okay, here's like everything in like an expanding spider web. And on top of that, there's like a, there's like a different spider web for like each area of of your of your make of your build or your makeup, and there could be like multiple tabs within each one. So like you'll go to like I, I might get the the terminology wrong. You can correct me, but you might go to like tech ability, and within tech ability, there's like two tabs in there. Was it like engineering and crafting or something? Correct. Yeah. And and for me, I'm really bad with um like there are lots of people like who like are really good at remembering what a thing is and what it what a thing is called what it does and how to synergize that with other things and i'm not one of those people like you know magic the gathering players <laughs> yeah where they know Combo like players, oh yeah. that is gonna go great with that and that and if this is my seventh card and if this one comes out later and if i get this one back then this will all work together or people who, who like Ward, lords of water deep and they have like a 10 move combo to end the game with where they get 900 points my brain doesn't work that way. So like I look at this web and it is completely overwhelming. So by the so like by the time I get to like the seventh web of upgrade points and I'm like, oh that would be good, that might be good, that might be good later, I have forgotten about what four webs ago even looked like. I don't know how many, you know, how far my points will go. I haven't looked up spoilers, so I don't know do I have enough points in the game to do as much as I want? Do I have to reset you know, like I get overwhelmed and then I'm like, I'm not spending any points. So that's kind of where I was for a while with those webs. So I'm, I'm very much in the same boat as you. So what I did to keep from getting overwhelmed was just min max my character. So I knew I wanted to go hacking and stealth. So every two points I got, I first put into hacking and I put one point in stealth, two in hacking, one in stealth, two in hacking, one in stealth. And then same with the perks. It's like, I'm just going to focus on breach. Like once I'm happy with my breach, then I'll look at quick hacking, which are both uh, under the hacking skills or the intelligence skill. So you don't hold on to any, because what I'll almost always do, because sometimes I'll get to a door and it's like, oh, you need like six physical strength and you have five. I'll always usually hang on to like a couple just so I can like pop one in, but you spent everything you (laughs) have. I finished the game with three body points, four (laughs) points. Like I, I literally maxed out hacking. And then stealth uh-huh. before I even put a point into anything else. Wow. Um, so those doors, um, they like there's there's ones that you need force open and there's ones that you need tech to open. Yes. Um, they are never blocking anything essential. It's like you break in and it's like you can sneak up behind someone now or like cuts your your path in half or it's got like extra goodies you can pick up in there. That, so so it was in the it was in the I think it was in clouds where like you you break you're getting in there and like there's like that guy like Mr. Woodman I think was his name yeah or like he goes by Woodman or something and they there was one of those doors 
Yeah, they call him the Woodman. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, okay, let's end it right or there. Or they call him Forest, so, Mister Forest, or something. There's a there's yeah, a yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, there was a built-in joke. So, um, but like, there was a door, and it was like, oh, like you need like extra like tech ability to be able to force this open. So I forced it open, and I start walking, and there's like an elevator at the end of the hall, and I'm like, oh, like maybe this is my escape route, and it's like, no, like that elevator doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, so why am I even over here? And it's because you could, instead of going into his, like, office front door, it was the door where you were behind him, so mm-hmm. you could, like, sneak up on him. So that makes sense. Where you'd so, so like, a lot of missions, um, there'll be, like, two or three different ways to get in. It'll be like, here's the front door. You're going to have to blast your way through, help stack, like, hack or, like, you know, figure it out. That's that's the main way that anyone can go in. Then there'll be the mm-hmm. or tech door that sometimes will like be a back door to like cut half of the route through like it'll take you to the guy's office or to the basement or wherever you're trying to get without having to go through the main building or they'll just be like a little center it's like here's a gun here's a couple rare items uh, some some crafting components and some ammo um, also if you look around a lot of buildings will have like if you can climb up on top of the building they'll have like a vent you can drop in or they'll have like uh, you know, <laughs> climb up the fire escape and like go in through a window or something so there there will often be not always but often like a third way you can like sneak into that also cut the time down that you don't need a perk to uh, to get into um, but because I like min maxed my character and put everything into like my my breach and my my uh, quick hacking right away um they this i was able to like see the ones that synergize within that skill tree early and like like i said i played the whole game with no gun like i'd walk in bare hands and like i and i wouldn't like i'm saying i'm stealth but i wasn't like you where i'd walk behind someone and like strangle them it was like i would see the area i need to go into i'd breach like a camera and then i could see everyone through the camera and i could hack them through the different cameras so i'd be switching cameras to go through and i'd mm-hmm. never take a step near the building like whenever mm-hmm. i got in my first area i sat there until i was like cleared out the area wow so so when you say like like not even a gun in hand so there is never a situation where you got somewhere and like we're like okay i'm discovered and then had to fight your way out of it Oh, that happened, but like same thing. It would be it was rare that it happened, but when it did, and same thing with boss battles. Like I was able to do them with my hacks, like um, you, like the overheat and uh, mm-hmm. short circuit, like mm-hmm. can take up pretty much anything. And, and I so I so short circuit early on is is fairly not powerful, and I know you can level it up more than that. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes there'd be like one dude who doesn't see me. I would short circuit him, and once you short circuit, you can see. Um, like his before you like get out of like your quick hack view, you can see the amount of health that he's gonna lose. Yeah. And then when you like get out of quick hack, he's like, Ugh! and you could tell he's like kind of stunned, and he looks around like, ah, I'm gonna get you. But like you just have to wait for that to refresh, and then like you can do it again. So I would like just uh um what do you call it, uh short circuit a guy like three times, and then <laughs> he'd be dead. So uh, but yeah, it's um and then so since overheat was so, so annoying short, to short me. Circuit. Uh, specializes on totally mechanical enemies. So it does a mm. lot more damage to like a drone or a mech or gotcha. they'll be like robot uh, which like I, Which I haven't really cards. fought a lot of yet. They're, I mean, they're it, a little it, later on. They're yeah, because in the heist you have the, uh, like that kind of like mech kind of drops down towards the end. Um, uh, but yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, and But recently when I was like scanning some dudes and I saw like, you know, like weak against, you know, uh, a stat right there and I'm like, Oh, so weak against fire. Like there's my overheat bros. Yeah. So, uh, I think, I think it'll be more of a, uh, 
uh, that's something that I look for as I kind of get more powers I can take sure. advantage. Uh, but even like with short circuit, though, I did use that a lot uh, because of the other perks, like because I would. Uh, reduce the cost of using it once I breach someone. So it usually only cost me one to do. And I, by the end of the game, like I had like 15 RAM, like, and it would re refresh really quickly because I had put so much uh, perks into the head as well. And I was upping the damage on it. So for one RAM and it would like reload within like three seconds, I could keep using it and it would do like a few thousand damage. So I could hmm. kill pretty much any end game bad guy in like two short circuits. Um, but my favorite that I found uh, was uh, Contagion. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I was originally using the ones that like block people's like uh, you can like make them deaf or blind and stuff until they help you like sneak around. And I was like, I, I want to take everyone out though, so I don't have to worry about them finding me later on. So with Contagion, it it doesn't do as much as an overheat, but it does the same kind of thing where it hits them once for a little bit and then it just slowly kind of poisons them. And mm -hmm. if you have some of the perks in the breach area, it will say like, if you, if you've loaded a virus into someone, it will spread to someone within eight meters away. And then you can mm -hmm. upload that so that it's, I've seen that. I've seen that one. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. goes even and it further. Says, it, says, it, says, it says it's great for us, uh, uh, closely clustered enemies. It yes. says it like, right. Like when you buy the perk, but yeah. you can expand that cluster quite a bit if you put mm. the perks into it. So what I would do is any, any combat I come into now, I don't even, ping at anybody i've never used ping in like 40 hours of the game because i just find one guy hit him with a contagion and i can see the contagions popping up across the screen uh, where all his friends are and sometimes like it'll hit a guy in a basement like i'm not even there yet because <laughs> i reach that far and then because it's hit a basement guy it'll go eight meters of him and then it'll spread out through the basement and i'll just walk in the building and everyone's been incapacitated because of this contagion you just like <laughs> throw it on one guy and just sit there and wait <laughs> it's so funny to watch it and because it makes them uh it makes them throw up and crap their pants too so <laughs> when you're like uh see like a gang that you're doing like a street deal with like some kids and you throw mm -hmm. a contagion on him he starts crapping his pants and the street kids are like oh my god that guy shit himself <laughs> and they run away <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> So, and, and when you say like, you know, when you min max your guy, this is something that I, it's a concept that I've always struggled with because like, I just, I don't know if it's for, from games I've played before or like, you know, just like the way I am, but like, I, I, I want like, I want everything. Like I want, you know, like I want Yuna to be able to do 99,000 damage <laughs> with her physical attack. You know, yeah. like I want it, I want, I want max max. <laughs> so for me, uh, it's always the hardest part of like a fallout game to like distribute your special points. Cause it's like. Uh, like after I've played the game a little bit, I understand. Okay, like like uh, I I always want to hack and I always want to lockpick. So it's like I know I want to put stuff into that, but it's always tough for me to be like, okay, let's have body be you know one and and go other ways. But like, and that's it, it's hard for me to like choose a build and because and I always think like ah, oh, but what if I need that? But I think part of choosing that build is 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 I'm gonna play it this way and I'm not gonna look back. You know, so, so. the Level cap of the game is 50. So you will have enough stat points to max out three things, and that's it. Mm. The other two will be like mm. nothing in them. Uh, but perk points, right. you earn a lot more frequently. Um, like you'll mm. get them, like you know how if you use something, you've got like that perk tree, and it like builds up yep. a little bit. Like every time you stealth someone, it's like you got plus 10 experience in stealth. Uh, right, so right. Once, once that goes up a level, it'll give you some kind of thing and like every second or third one is like you get an extra perk point 
And that's mm-hmm. same thing for like athletics and hacking and breach protocol. Right. So you get perk points from a whole bunch of different things that kind of build up. So you yeah. probably get five times as many perk points as you get yeah. stat points. And uh, so that's only happened once, but like I was running somewhere and it was like, oh, like stamina increase. And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. So like now I'm like running every, but like it didn't feel like it was in, um, cause in like, uh, uh Oblivion, um, you would get like, like uh, points for like your endurance or whatever the stamina was for just like mm-hmm. jumping. So you would just jump everywhere constantly. And it was like, Oh, like level up and jumping. So you, and, you do uh, in this one as well, but it is so small. Like don't, mm. don't run around just because you're looking for those athletic points. Um, yeah. Just do only do it when you want to, um, because it doesn't build up quick enough. You get the more for doing like melee combat and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause like I got like the, like one time cause like you know if I if I'm in stealth and like I short circuit someone or if I'm in stealth and like you know like I see those like every one of those stealth kills I see like oh like you know this goes up or this goes up or um I breach control like just cause I'm working on uh, uh you know like doing my stealth stuff now even if I'm like not in combat if I just walk into an area that just has like a bunch of stuff in it I'll just breach into like everything and I'll say like little breach little breach little breach uh, sure. uh you know like level up thing oh. um one more thing I need to add about the contagion too that's like the best is if mm-hmm. you're just driving to another mission or like walking down the street and you see like a gang group you just throw one on them and you keep walking and you don't even engage and you just hear them barfing behind you and then they just start dying and you get all the XP it's great <laughs> oh that's so good uh but yeah it's uh i'm so i'm to the point where like i i figured out what i like about the combat and i i've i've put some scopes on some guns um and like i've you know i might do a combat build at some point but i'm so into just breaching in just like terminals hacking and like some people have said they're sick of that mini game uh, uh i've only one? you know i haven't done yeah i haven't done it like a ton so like i'm still into it um and i also i really like that there's a little bit of thought that goes into like okay sh- uh, like, can i go for the max you know like me go for like the big one well one of the perks fi- too is uh when you're just doing the initial breach um you can have it like auto do it so like you breach mm. and it's like you win you don't have yeah. to do the game anymore, <laughs> uh, except for yeah. when you're hacking the outlets that give you like extra money. Those mm. ones, like you still always have to play the breach game, but for the yeah. other ones, there's a perk that just takes care of that. So if you do get bored of it, um, you, yeah. there's a way around it. Are there are there ways to disable perks that you like individual perks that you've bought, or you have to like clear them all out, or is there a way to clear them all out? I don't think there's a way to disable them that I okay. know of. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. And because like some, because because early on, um, I remember like someone said or I read somewhere like, oh, I like, get the scrapper perk early on. No. So like I got the scrapper. So I got the scrapper perk because someone said to get it. And now I'm reading like, oh, scrapper's so bad because like it'll automatically dismantle stuff that sells for like a lot more yeah. money and like you'll just have like way too many like crafting components and like there's no way to turn it off. So. Yeah, that's bad advice. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one, but um, I'll deal with it. Yeah, but speaking of crafting, that's also can be significant. Like you can get the perk. Usually in each area, there's a perk. If you look for it, it's like now I can craft epic items, now I can craft iconic items, legendary, whatever they are. Um, and so you can do like a legendary version or an epic version of that contagion, which you know is far more effective and has a bigger spread and stuff. Right, and uh, so that's another thing. Just like one of my like kind of personal things is um, like. And just to compare, like, uh, if I'm playing Final Fantasy VII, you get to the next town, and it's like, all right, here I am at the next town. 
and here's what they have for weapons and armor. And there's like a, there's a different one for each person usually. And like, oh, is it better than like what I already have? Okay, I'll buy that. And like, I still have money. Like, I'm good. So the game like this, I it's always I always hesitate to buy stuff. So I'm like, well, I have you know say like thirty thousand uh, bucks. And like one of the 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 quests is like okay like buy this car for like twenty nine thousand bucks. And I'm like, well. That doesn't. That seems like all my money. It doesn't seem like a good thing to do right now. So I'm gonna put that off. And then you go to the shop, and it's like, okay, like there's all these like quick hacks and different things you can get. Some of them are like 1,500, which is like, okay, I could swing that. Some of them are like five or eight thousand, and you can't do them yet because you're not cool enough. So like, I never, <laughs> I never I, had like, that I'm problem. Always, it was always cool. Enough. I'm always at a point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm always at a point where like I, it's same similar thing where I get overwhelmed. Where I'm like, well, I don't know if this is a good purchase or if I'm wasting like ten thousand dollars because the next thing I do, I'm gonna find something that's ten times better than this thing. So like. More often than not, I just kind of like hold back, and that's I don't know if that's you know what they intended, but that's kind of what I do. I, I did that for quite a while too. Like there's some like especially when you're looking at like the body mods at a Ripper dock, um, mm. like you're saying like there's a bunch that are like 1500, and you're like easy like it's gonna give me a perk, it's barely anything. Yep. I'll, I'll throw yep. it on there. I can have three of them anyway, so mm. those ones I had no issue with. And then you can switch them out later too if you want. It doesn't cost anything. Um, but there was like the leg perks were like forty five thousand dollars. Yeah. I was like, I want double jump so bad. Is it worth forty five thousand dollars? And yeah. I waited until I had like twice that money to like buy it just so that I if, right. if there was something else that came up I, I wasn't gonna be broke. Right. I'm so glad I bought the double jump, like it's the best. Yeah. You should buy the double jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's so again, it's one of those things that like it just comes from experience and the like the only way to know the economy of that game, I think, is just to experience the economy in that game. So it's one of those things that like on my next playthrough, or like if I do a different build or something like that, I'll have a much better idea of uh you know, like what, what the economy is like, what the mm-hmm. value is. But it's also one of those things where like the game tells you it's like if you want to make a couple extra bucks, like go do some fist fights. So like the first fist fight I did, which actually, probably was not a good idea. I got really into those. They were super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the first one I did, which is really cool, was like the two dudes. That's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it might have been a side job or like yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I got sent there. Um, yeah. Right when you like, walk out of your apartment, uh, you're like coach. You're like fighting coaches there, and he like he yes. signs you up for all these. Yeah. Yep. So if you do, if you so, win these uh, four fights, then you got a chance at this this big this big uh, big money gig. <laughs> Yep. So like they're like, okay, well, money, and I need some. So like you get like a little bit of money for most jobs, and like there's usually like money at like the end of it that you can just grab the the euro dollars or uh, uh uh or whatever. But like I'm like, okay, like what's like the the cash out? You know, like ching Like let's make like ten thousand in a job or whatever. And I haven't like quite found that this early on yet. But I was like, okay, like let me go like do a fight. So it's like, all right, um, it's uh, and they're like, okay, like. It's it's this much, and I'm like, well, there's two of you, so like we should up the uh, the stakes, and they're like, oh, that's fair, you know, there's two of us, one of you, so I lost the first fight because it was my first like fight outside of training, and then I beat them the second time, and I'm like, okay, just you know, move around, control, like you know, manage your stamina, do the uh, the like the the Dark Souls, you know, like the parry okay, yeah. uh, block. The, um, there's so, uh, two fights where you have to have that down. Like the rest of them, you can get away with like just charging up a big pit and then pummeling them after yep. that. But there's two yep. of them. You got to get that parry down real good. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, and, and I so just another thing I wanted to men- mention, like, I don't know if that's, you know, a lot of people do that, but like, I, you know, I, I just don't want to be like 
without money at all and be like, oh, well, at least I have this like useless thing that I bought. So I, but like, and then I always reach a point in these games where I have like a billion dollars or a billion points and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to get like, you know, the perk that I wanted or this thing that I wanted. And then I get it and I'm like, I feel like I wasted like 20 <laughs> hours before this because I could have had this the entire time, but like, I just don't know, you know? So, so here's my advice to you to help you with money is mm. don't buy a vehicle. Mm. You you will earn some through games and yeah. gigs that are really cool, and o- mm. only buy one if you're like like this is the one that I need like kind of mm. thing because you you don't have enough money as someone who just grinded out the the trophy to buy every vehicle on the map. Um, like when you finish every side gig, every gig main story, you, you've done like all there is to do. You're still like six hundred grand short of buying all the vehicles, and you have to do a lot of. <laughs> dumb little jobs to like earn that up so Mm. like you'll have enough money to buy the upgrades and the guns and those kind of things and the crafting materials you want if you don't blow 200 grand on a vehicle (laughs) i assume they've patched out the glitches because i haven't read them but like i just just in browsing through youtube because cyberpunk is in my uh you know uh search history or uh, uh algorithm right now i've seen a bunch of uh uh what do you call them? Like thumbnails that are like, Oh, like infinite money and like infinite like this. So like, I mean, we've had like what five hot fixes so far, something like that, maybe six. So, um, they probably patched those. Yeah. Out, it but, was uh, something to do with the size of your save file. Um, I'm pretty sure that was in the last hot fix. Um, that was in the last yeah, one. But yeah. But I didn't want to do like a, a glitch. I wanted to earn the money in game. So I, I did it mm. kind of a slower method. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, I, I can't remember the last time, um, since you're uh, actually since you're in hacking too, money. another another money tip. Uh, there is a perk if you look through the quick hacking tree, I think, um, that when you hack a, a machine to do the breach game and and earn some money out of, um, mm-hmm. where it can significantly increase. I think you can like b- boost into that perk like three times. Um, mm-hmm. And so like when you hack some consoles, you get like three grand just from doing that little quick hack if you can get the all all of the quick hacks done. Uh, which is like a good chunk of change. Like a lot of yeah. a lot of the gigs uh, pay out that or a little bit more. So just getting that mid mission, um, and some of them have two of them in it too. Like it's it's good. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of it too. Like now that I've kind of not gone through most of it, but like I've gone through like enough of like kind of the flow of the game that I think what it's going to take down take is like me like getting like. I don't know if I don't know if the menus are the best way for me to do it. I really feel like if I could just get like a list of all the perks in the descriptions, like an old man, like print it out, circle all the ones I really want, and like kind of go after them that way. You don't know how many times I printed out the skill trees in Diablo 2 and like yeah. built my character before <laughs> yeah. doing it. Like, there's, yeah, totally do that if you need to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the first thing because like, I'm going back and forth the menus, and like I said, like I don't remember like what it was three menus ago. And then what's great is like I'll look at a whole thing and I'm like, okay. I don't think I want to do any of this stuff. I'm like, great. Like this is one of my zeros. Like just leave that completely For off my sure. map, you know? So yeah. Yep. Like I don't typically enjoy crafting in video games. So I saw that was like a skill tree in the tech thing. I'm like, I can just ignore that. Don't need that at yep. all. all right. Yeah. Uh, like you said though, like I think my next playthrough, I want to do uh, like in a more aggressive build and mm-hmm. try either mantis blades. Cause I kind of ignored those and they look really cool. Just mm-hmm. having those blades mm-hmm. at your arms. Or yep. have you found any smart guns yet? Uh, so one of the missions I just did recently was to like upgrade my like my 
cyber deck or cyberware so that I'm smart gun compatible. So I think I only have like, I I don't remember if I got one in that mission or if I just got the compatibility for it, but I just got that. So they're really cool. They, they, you can like program them when you get them to either be lethal or non-lethal. And so if if you want to play a Terminator build, go non-lethal and you'll like kneecap everybody. So, so I do have one of those guns because I remember, like, I, I forget where I was, like, in the, um, like, uh, just whatever menu I was in, but, like, I pulled something up and it was, like, and it gave me the choice to go non-lethal. So I definitely have one gun like it's, that. Yeah, it's super neat. So there's, like, a really big targeting square on it. And as long as yep. your enemy is within that targeting square, like, the bullets, like, will arc around uh, objects mm. and stuff to, like, hunt them down. And they'll either go for headshots if you have it on lethal, or they'll go for limbs if you have it on non-lethal. So, so, so speaking of lethal, non-lethal. So when you sneak up behind uh, uh, anyone, um, you get this prompt to grab them, yeah. and then once you've grabbed them, you can kill them, or, or you can non-lethal take down. Yeah. I have not seen an option to interrogate a person. Correct. And also, I have not seen any benefit or detractor from lethal versus non-lethal. Like, a lot of times in a game, at the very end, there'll be a thing like, oh, congratulations, you didn't kill anyone. Or maybe there's a story beat that's like, oh, great, you didn't kill uh, uh, so, like, X number of people. But I haven't seen anything. But, like, there's no gameplay incentive. Like, oh, if you kill them, you'll take their money, you know. Like, or if you don't kill them, you won't, you know. Like, there's, so I don't not, see not for your random encounters, no, you're correct. But... If you pay attention to your fixer when they're giving you jobs, they'll be like, I need so-and-so alive. Everyone else can go if you want. And then mm-hmm. like you'll you'll go in, and if you get them non-lethal, you have to literally carry their body out and like throw it in the fixer's trunk, and they'll drive away with them did, kind of did, thing. Did that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't T-Bug. It was somebody. Um, but yeah, like I went a place, and then like I snuck in like uh, – uh, non-lethal takedown and then i didn't realize i was doing that i just i always do non-lethal takedown and then it was like all right pick up her body leave the area so picked her up and then like the fixer was and then i dropped her in the trunk and then fixer drove away okay so here's the difference if you kill that person you'll you'll get a call from the fixer they're like i guess the job's done i'm not happy here's you know (laughs) 1500 bucks whereas if you take them back non-lethal they're like good job v like here's four grand and if you go to the nearest dropbox i put a little something extra in there for you oh yep and there will be some missions where they will literally say like we don't want anybody down this time like you will fail this uh, gig if you uh, if you kill anybody uh they're gotcha. pretty rare though but and mm-hmm. you got to pay attention to yeah the what the what the aspect of the job is but there's a mm-hmm. lot of gigs uh and side gigs where you'll get an extra bonus payment from the fixer and an item at a dropbox if you go a little extra, do something mm. beyond what they're asking kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I'll have to keep my ears open then. Definitely. Um, oh man, where to go to next? Like that was a, <laughs> a big discussion. that covered a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, no. So we, we went, uh, we went through a little bit of, um, uh, we did some story. We did some gameplay. We haven't, we haven't we talked about the music at all yet. Like, no. How are you feeling about uh, about the music in this game? So, so I mean, 
obviously is a huge fan of Blade Runner, um, and uh, uh, Vangelis did the original uh, film, which is like very, very synth heavy. Um, I wasn't expecting like any kind of Blade Runner clone type stuff. I was expecting, you know, kind of like a, a like more modern futuristic uh, take, uh, because with this being in the cyberpunk uh, timeline, but also being 2077, so like a lot further than uh, uh, some stuff we've seen before. Um, it kind of falls in line with what I expected, but also kind of like goes past those expectations a little bit because I was almost like. Uh, I almost wasn't thinking about it in the sense of like a Saints Row or a Grand Theft Auto type game where you can like choose different radio stations. I just thought like the music would be the music. So when they gave radio station choices, I was kind of like, okay, like how are these going to fit? Because uh, it's like you can't have like pop music, right? Or like there can't be like all that many different variations in, in the this kind of sci-fi future. But then like after kind of scrolling through them, like – there really can be and like they all kind of fit like in like a weird weird way um in, in your uh, outline it had uh, it asked me what my favorite uh, stations were my go-to for just like cat like so i change the radio based on what's going on in the game based on time of day based on what i'm doing i have a few that i like um so my go-to for like most anything is pacific dreams um just kind of like uh, uh kind of mellow um not really droney, but just kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, just kind of like your standard kind of thought provoking, uh, you know, kind of slow, uh, sci-fi type, uh, backdrop. Um, when I first heard Royal Blue, like, I was like, I'm never going to listen to this. So Royal Blue is kind of like, like, think like 1920s, like, like, like a Hollywood, like jazz. It's kind of like slow, you know, uh, and what I have found is it's the absolute best music for just driving around at night. <laughs> um, it's just it's just peaceful. Like I'll just like drive around. It's great. And then um, I'm not like a club there, there, goer. I was the same thing where I listened to that. I'm like I'm not gonna do this. And then there's <laughs> there's like two specific missions I can remember where someone else is driving and I I you can change the radio. But I'm like they're driving. I'm role playing. Like I'll let them play yeah. it. And they had that station on. I'm like. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, and it's like I said, it's, it's a toolbox. So like I'll, I'll kind of like switch it up. So I'm not a uh, like in real life. I'm not like a club going person. I don't you know go to places where there's just thundering bass and dance club stuff like that. But like I really really love the the whole vibe of the afterlife. So yeah. the um the night the night FM station kind of brings that afterlife vibe like to the car. So like if you if I'm just kind of looking for like that kind of feeling that kind of vibe. You can throw that on and it just has – it's not like overly bassy. It's just kind of like that kind of constant like thrum of the of the, of the the bass and it just has this like really cool uh, really cool um, uh, feel that just feels like a, a club. Um, I'm not a hip-hop fan, but I thought it was really interesting that they do have a hip-hop channel in there and it's not just like classic hip-hop. It's like got like that it's future uh, kind of feel to it. Yeah. 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 It's nothing I've heard before. So – um, but yeah, so, uh, so there's the radios, which are just the music that you hear when you're in vehicles and traveling around. And then there's just the music of the game. And I, I mentioned briefly before the music that happens in combat is really cool. Um, just like, kind of like action move, like it almost feels like, I mean, it's definitely action movie, but like you get discovered, okay, the guns are coming out. Everyone's coming after you. And it kind of becomes this really weird combination of like, you know, like, uh, almost like, um, I don't listen to a ton of this kind of music, but it also almost reminds me of like a Skrillex type thing with like, it's like drums sure. and like heavy chords, but also like an electronic edge to it. Um, but just like really, really cool, like, uh, uh, beats when, uh, when that combat's happening. 
some really cool uh, set piece uh, uh, music uh, uh, numbers when like you know during the heist or even like the music matches the theme really the the gameplay really well like if if it's if everything is kind of like really tense and it's not and you're not supposed to be in like caught like you'll you'll kind of hear that reflected in the music um but yeah it's uh um i think i mentioned to you guys before the cyberpunk uh it's it's kind of a weird animal the the version that i got it's a physical package (laughs) but it says pc digital download so like a lot of times when you buy a physical pc game it'll have a disc in here but the disc just has like five gigs of the download on it and then you just got to download the rest. So what was in this package is just a card with a code on it. But the discs that came in here are the soundtrack discs, soundtrack one and soundtrack two, which I thought was really cool. I haven't popped these in yet because I just wanted to experience it in the game first. Um, but uh, yeah, music wise, um, I have no complaints over the, uh, the variety that's in there. Uh, the uh, other radio stations I think are great. Um, I think I can guess what your favorite radio station is. I, I think I'm going to surprise you actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Um, what do you think I was going to say? Well, there's a metal station. So I thought you were going to say that one. What's, and what's it called? I don't even remember because I never listened to it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's, uh, it's got this, like, I don't know what the symbol is, but it's almost like the, it's like the upside down, uh, pentagram with like <laughs> some weird stuff coming off it. It's called, it looks like a doom eternal, uh, uh, logo. It's called the, it's called ritual FM. Right. Right. <laughs> so I listened to it for a little bit. That was my initial, like, this will probably be what I want. Um, and I like some of the riffs, but as soon as the singing starts, it just, I'm like, blah, I don't want this. And mm. same with like the rap station stuff. Like I don't want yep. lyrics when I'm, yeah. when I'm playing this game. So same. I like some of the, some, even some of the beats, like when they're good or the music's good. And then like the vocal comes in, it's like, uh, I'm out. Yeah. Completely so, want, want just instrumental. In Pebcac was my radio of choice. P-E-B-K-A-C, which is just like this super bassy pounding synth wave mm. and yeah. i loved it i listened to it from start to finish like the whole playthrough wow. basically so 80 hours there's not a ton of songs on it so they, they repeat i love them though all of them the whole channel but you, but you never got to the point where you're like this is really good i love this let me see if one of the other channels has some favorites never. for me like I, when i'd wow. get in a new vehicle for a mission or i'd buy a new one or something like it would have a different station on it i listened i'd give the song like 30 seconds and then i'd switch it to okay. Pack, like every time okay um, the only that's other... very nice to you to give it the thirty seconds. Yeah, well, like I like I gave everyone a quick little skim, but it's like one song. Right. So if the other four or five right. songs on this channel, I might like better. So right. I was trying to get a little bit of variety in there, so I wasn't just stuck in my ways like I usually am. Uh, yeah, so like because I because for with most games that have radio stations. I like don't realize there's different radio stations like until the game is like, oh hey, you can change it. Like, because in this game, it's it's prominent right on the screen. Like, you know, hit this button to change radio station. But like, on a, if a game doesn't tell me that, I just don't know. Like, I remember I, it was either Saints Row or like GTA 4. I don't remember, but one of them like you have to like make some effort to find out how to change the radio. And for the longest time, because like if you if you stole a car from like a certain area it would be playing hip hop. And if you stole from another area, it'd be playing like, you know, like Spanish music, you know? So like I would just figure okay, that's the music that's on in that car. And I didn't realize you could just do whatever you want. Yeah. With it. I was going to bring that up too. When you were talking, but I didn't want to interrupt. Um, like when you're in different areas of town, um, like doing a, doing a mission or, or just invading some enemy territory, there's like, typically they'll have like a radio, like 
or somewhere around the like if you're taking out a garage there'll be one or two taking out a factory there might be one in there and they play music specific to that so you'll go into like the valentino's area and you'll hear like some some kind of spanish theme music and where you're in pacifica it's a lot more like mm-hmm. uh like the rap urban kind of music you're talking mm-hmm. about um so you do get little uh i got little samples of it around the world as well besides just being right. in the car Right. So, so we talked a little bit about the radio stations. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on just the overall, uh, like, like, I mean, I feel like the music's everywhere. The soundtrack, like a little bit of it is, it's hard to tell sometimes because sometimes it's just the world because you just hear what's going on in, in whatever yeah. area. And I feel like it always fits in whatever area you're in. And you'll walk through like one of those markets you were talking about and like there might be like a little radio playing and you'll walk by that. So it's just that shopkeeper playing that. And you go to another one, like just a shopkeeper playing another yeah. one. And it, that's another thing that builds on like that world just feeling alive and not just like a PA system blaring the same thing in like one uh, whole area. And then there's the music that's like part of like the soundtrack, like when you're doing a mission. Um, but and I know this this isn't just just music, but it's related. I had I had my notes here. Just overall, the sound in the game, just everything related to sound is impressive to me, Uh, like even outside of the music. The guns don't sound like I'm not a gun expert, but they don't sound to me like guns in other games, Uh, like which I think is the point, because like guns in the future should sound like (laughs) shouldn't sound like completely like what modern, you know, like current guns uh, uh, sound like. Yeah, Uh, the uh, the the. It's like I, I love when because like a lot of times a sound will be recorded and there's absolutely no distortion because it's being recorded at like a low volume or it's like a sound effect. But like I love when a game will or a sound uh, uh, you know editor or whatever uh, their job title is when they'll add that distortion in because if something really was happening that big and that like powerful, there would be distortion because it would it, you wouldn't be able to like hear it without that. So like I love when there's like these big huge explosions or when like you know you're dropping down like the side of the building at the end of the heist and you actually hear like it's almost like the speakers are breaking up. Uh like the uh, the, the sound is so impressive uh, in the entire game. Yeah, I'm right there with you 100%. Like like you said the battle music like it's so intense and with all the yeah. You know, gunfire and the like, the people like, yeah, hey, I found you, like, you found this good guy unconscious or whatever. Like, it's it's yep. so good. I also yeah. love hearing the the like, if you hear a person, and this I've never seen the game do this, so someone correct me if it's done it. But you, if you're in an area where you can't see anyone, but like someone's looking for you, and you're like, come out, like we're finding you, whatever. So always in a game, you'll hear that. But that doesn't help you pinpoint where they are because even if you're wearing headphones, like the directional audio like, might, might not be perfect. So in the game, when someone speaks and if you can hear them, you'll see the dialogue of what they're saying, like their subtitles almost, yeah. like at their position, which is like if you're close, exactly how it would be if, if you were there. If you're close enough on the minimap too, you can actually see what way they're facing. It'll like show yeah. a little cone yeah, yeah, yeah. of like direction. And, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like faded the further out you are. And then as you get closer, you yeah. can kind of see their cone a little bit closer. So like you're like looking around and then like one of them talks and you're like, oh, like they're right on the other side of that. And yeah. then you can just lean around. I also love that automatically there, there's no like lean button. But if you're just near anything that could be considered cover and like you go into your like ADS, like you'll lean around the corner. That's perfect. That needs to be done more places. Yeah. And then you get into your quick hack and then just to tag them and then like you back off and like now you've got them tagged. Um, but, uh, uh, but man, uh, the, the sound is so impressive. The, I read someone pointed this out and it, it makes sense, but it didn't bother me at the time 
was driving. I thought all the, the vehicles sounded great. And then someone was like, why the hell is every one of these a gas engine in the future? Like they should all be really <laughs> quiet electrical vehicles, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it didn't occur to me. It's just like uh, years ago watching an airplane. I never got the joke until watching the documentary years later. So um, when the airplane was pitched by the Zucker brothers to whoever, Eisner or whoever, I think it was Eisner who was running Paramount at the time. Um, and they were like, we, we want it to be a prop plane. And he was like, no, no one flies prop planes anymore. It's going to look like a period piece. It's got to be a jet engine. They're like, no, it's, it's got to be a prop plane. Like, it's like an older story. Like, it's, you know, whatever. So Eisner was like, no, like, it's got, it's got to be a jet. So what they did was they show you a jet, but the sound they play whenever you look at the plane is a propeller plane. <laughs> so that's the joke. Like, when you're looking at it, you hear, like, like the propeller sound. It never occurred to me. It was like, <laughs> oh, I'm hearing a prop plane looking at this jet. But, yeah, it never occurred to me, especially, I mean, with uh, the hybrids and the electric cars that we have now. It's probably heading that way or at least, like, other alternatives, right? But, yeah, they are all uh, gas uh, engines as far as I can tell. Jeez. So I thought with the two of us and one topic – our time would be a little better, but we're, we're going long here. So it's, it's such a big game. It so, is. so much detail. It is. So let's do, let's, let's bang off a couple of just like fun, goofy ones. Like I, I okay. put down here, like if you had to join a gang in night city, which <laughs> gang you join in bill, you tie your claw. You six you street. First? Yeah. You, you thought I would be a tiger claw. <laughs> <laughs> Valentino. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, so uh, I'm definitely going Maelstrom. Oh, yeah. uh, so Maelstrom, and, and you know what? What uh, I know this is the, the this is the episode of things that remind me of things. But you know what? It, what the Maelstrom kind of reminded me of, like right off the bat, is remember Biff from Back to the Future Two, <laughs> okay, yeah. where he's like so modified and like it's kind of <laughs> making him aggressive, and he's like yelling at these guys, and like he's got this twitch, like, so then when I saw the Maelstrom guys where they're like hyper-aggressive and a lot of modifications, it just, it just reminded me of that, and I was like, oh, like, that's what I would be, just like, uh, just like, get, like as many mods as you can give me, and uh, uh, <laughs> I just, I thought it was cool that they were combat-based, too, because so many factions everywhere are, um, what do you call it, they're, uh, uh, they all have, like, an ideal, right? Like, oh, we're fighting for this, or like these people, are, they need our help, or the, or we want money. These guys are just like just combat. <laughs> just yeah. make me, just make me as good as I can be. Highest bidder. I mean, essentially like like mercenaries and like you know black market smuggler, arms dealer type guys. But I just thought, like you said, uh, that guy, it was Royce, right? Yeah. Who's so modified that like it was almost like hard to look at. Like half his like entire front of his skull is gone, and it's just like big like like implants and like tech everywhere. So I thought, like to your point of min maxing. If if you're gonna min max, I mean like that's <laughs> that's one of the ways to do it. Visually, that's my favorite gang too. Like they yeah. look so cool. And you like yeah. there's some other gangs like you see a member and you're like, you know, is he, is he a member or not? Like you always know a Maelstrom guy. Oh yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. and I'm and I'm only just running into Tiger Claws now in the story and like where I am. And uh, uh, so yeah, like I don't know like a ton about him yet. Um, I kind of get like the the general vibe about him, but um, some of the other ones uh that I just uh, looked up uh, when I saw your question uh, haven't run into yet. So I mean, I, I was my... wondering. Yeah. Cause... So the question, so the the answer may change, but so far Maelstrom. All right, because you're gonna have to join me in the animals. I think once you meet them, that's my yeah favorite. yeah. It's just so animals. If I had to guess, are they like uh, are they like the um what do you call it um the warriors 
No, they're they're basically they they do body mods, but just to make themselves big and beefy. They're all roided out, every single one of them. <laughs> Even the women are like twice as big as your character. Like they're just beefcakes. Every single one of the them. The animals. Yeah. Are they? Uh, um, Not... uh, is there like is there an extra mod to just have protein directly delivered from a pipeline? If there uh, is, just... I'm gonna hunt it down. And buy it. <laughs> uh, they're not known for their intelligence. They're just known for being. <laughs> big brutes and they're great are they are any of them like super dumb like stereotypical just almost all of them almost all of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're they're all kind of idiots that people just like hire when they need muscle kind of thing why why is that always i mean like i understand like that's the stereotype but like you know you look at like the um uh, the I lift things up and put things down uh, guy from the planet fitness commercial but you also look at like zangief in the the street fighter movie like there's just this stereotype that these big muscular muscular guys are just idiots and like I don't know where it comes from. I like I love following bodybuilding. I don't know if you've listened to many interviews with them. There's very few that give intelligent interviews. Like Dorian which, Yates, which, super smart guy. Like that guy, like yeah. you, you can listen to talk about whatever. But like if you watch yeah. like Ronnie Coleman like talk or mm. like Franco or uh yeah. uh Lou Ferrigno and stuff, like they're not mm. the smartest guys, like and then when you get to uh, so I I know you follow bodybuilding. I don't follow it a whole lot, but I have seen pumping iron, and I think that's part of what Arnie has over so many guys is just like charisma, just overflowing. Hundred percent. He is so watchable, likable, uh, like whatever that quality is, like the watchable quality, the one where you're interested and you want it, like it doesn't matter. He's so likable and watchable, and the charisma is just off the charts. Yeah. 100%. Like even even like younger like you know before he got into movies or whatever you watch him in Pumping Iron you're like I I just like and when an Arnie scene is over you're like when's the next scene with Arnie like, he's <laughs> the best part of that entire thing he is he is couldn't agree more so 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 the animals well if yeah. I got to join you with the animals <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> see if we can... like you were talking about the boxing mission earlier you have to box yep. an animal later on and it's just <laughs> super fun. <laughs> And they give you like the um, smallest ring that you ever have to fight in, too. So you have mm-hmm. like nowhere to run. It's it's yeah. really fun. Is it fight. one just just one? It's not like a, a handicap match, just one on one. No, it's one one fight. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah. They're just a silly yeah. silly gang. I like them. All. <laughs> <laughs> any any Austrian accents in there or no? Uh, no, but they're all like yell. They don't like talk at a typical <laughs> level. They're very loud. <laughs> I can't wait. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. Um, so you said you hadn't run into too many bugs. Um, we talked about some of the like annoying ones. Have you run into any like fun, silly ones? Um, I I remember laughing out loud at something. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. So I, I told you the one before. It might. I definitely laughed out loud when like I go to walk through that like, and I'm standing there, and then Jackie walks through the door, and Dex is like hello, sit down. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't, you know? So I, I, I think pretty sure I laughed out loud there. And I think, oh, I did a, um, I did a barrel roll, oh. uh, without meaning, without meaning to, um, like I was driving and like, again, like I'm driving really fast and like, I don't know where my turn's coming up. And then I keep looking at the mini map and then I see like, oh, my turn is right there. So whatever I'm going for it. And I went and like, I hit something and like the car just flipped around and just landed and kept driving. <laughs> I just remember laughing out loud. Like, all right, 
if that maybe that's a feature of cars in the future. I don't know if that's uh, if that's necessarily a bug or not, but I just it kind of caught me off guard. Off guard made me laugh. Physics, yeah. And and visually, oh yeah, visually, I lost my penis. Um, so <laughs> oh, we didn't even, uh, like you're playing male V then. We didn't even talk yes. about that earlier. Yeah, we didn't talk. So we talked. Yeah, so we should have probably mentioned early on. Besides playing on PC, so the first thing you do obviously is you uh, you pick your character, make your build. So um, and I mentioned this to you before. I don't know if this is a feature because I fully downloaded the game before playing it. But a lot of games, and even like I just downloaded Star Wars Squadrons. It was uh, uh, from the Epic Game Store. As you start downloading it, it says yeah, it's one of those weird ones where even though I got it through the Epic Store, you go to launch it and it's like okay launching ea origin and like it just launches <laughs> yeah. the other launcher so you launch ea origin and then you start downloading it and it's like okay it's at um you know five percent playable at 69 percent and i'm like oh cool so then when it was at 69 percent you could launch it and um kind of go through the intro change your graphic settings you know like look at your character and stuff and like usually by the time you're done with that it's that the rest of the game's ready i thought it'd be really cool if the character creation was in that first like 10% of the of the download so that you could get in there and spend like a half hour, you know, if you wanted to doing your character. Um, so I'm playing a male V. I typically play male characters uh, uh, just because that's, you know, what I do. And um, uh, it kind of like Keanu in The Matrix says, like it's residual self-image. So it's almost like this is like what I wish that I'd looked like in uh, uh, in the future. So I have, like, I've always loved this, like, kind of blue-green color, like, almost like a Neptune uh, 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 kind of color. The Among so Us kids I call was... that cyan. Yeah. <laughs> so the um, uh, so the hair, I thought it was really cool. The hair kind of has, like, uh, like almost like an iridescence to it. Like, it's got, like, oh, a base cool. color, but then there's also, like, this sheen to it. So it is actually, like, a blue and a green, kind of depending on, like, the, 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 you know, the way you look at it. But I thought it was funny. I spent not a ton of time, but I spent a good amount of time kind of figuring out, okay, the cheekbones and the ears and the nose and all this stuff. And you almost never see your character. Like, and... So, and like when when you do finally see him, like when you go to the inventory screen, he's covered in like ridiculous <laughs> stuff that you've picked up because it has the highest armor value of anything you have, which is always the argument like fashion versus uh, like function in a video game. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, I'm a male, and um, uh, there's a lot of you know internet uh, uh, talking about like you know like the diff like what you can do with body parts and genitalia and this and that, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like I chose regular. Regular guy, let's keep it going. Um, so, uh, uh, and then on the female side, you're pretty much, you can either have one or, you know, that's pretty much the only option. So I, forget, I think it was at the end of the heist when, like, you get thrown into a car and, like, you drive and, like, get dropped back off at your house. And, like, I'm, I'm going to, like, put all my stuff back on. So I put on, you know, like, all the max, you know, like, stuff that I have. And then I noticed I wasn't wearing pants. So I got into the screen, and there I am, like, no pants. I'm like, well, I should put pants on. So I put <laughs> pants on, but then on the screen, the male genitalia went away, and it became female. So I was like, all right, well, but it almost looked like it, like, glitched for a sec. So I'm like, okay, like, it, it'll probably just be there eventually. And then, like, I'm walking around, and then, like, I, I look in the mirror, and there's just nothing. Like, I'm not wearing any pants, and there's, like, nothing there. So... Is another one of the same. Like when it's the inventory, so yeah, I took the pants off and then I 
put the pants back on and like then I was wearing pants. So at some point randomly for like a couple for like a little while I was wearing no pants but also like my body parts had like disappeared. So that was kind of funny, but like nothing game breaking. Like I know you said you had a bunch of crashes. I was really afraid because the there's only one game that I could think of that I encountered a game breaking bug that turned me off of the game forever. And that was Fallout New Vegas that a lot of people uh, argue is a great game, better than 3. I personally love 3. I've tried it a few times, but the very first time I got it, cut, filled with bugs. Like the very like when you wake up that doctor about that. His head was just spinning around in circles, which I can ignore because I can get around that, but it was really weird start. And then probably like two or like 12 or 15 hours into the game, like some main story mission was happening and I walked through a door and I remember like I walked through the door and then I saw like a main like storyline NPC, just like a garbage can fell from the sky on her head and killed her. And I was like, okay, I didn't realize that wasn't supposed to happen. So I just kept going. Like it didn't happen. I didn't have a save file from before it. So like the game couldn't go on. Uh, and so I was like, to lose, yeah. it, it, I mean like, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, you know, I mean, it's 12 to 15 hours, not the end of the world. But the biggest problem was, I don't. I didn't know if I was going to put another 15 hours into it and have another game-breaking bug because, like, people were talking about how buggy it was. So I really do feel for like I try not to, you know, uh, just wave off the people with bug problems because I really do feel for you if you have problems. I the game has not crashed on me. I've had a couple of visual bugs and a couple of you know weird things that I just had to restart a save. But honestly, I've been pretty lucky. But since I didn't get to put in a ton of time early on, I've the majority of my play has been like version 1.05 or 1.04, whatever like the third hotfix was. That's good. That's good. Um, playing on the PS5, outside of the crashes, like there's been a bunch, but they've all been little stuff. Like every time someone goes to sit in a chair, they're like a foot over it to start with, and then they like snap into the chair when the actual yep. conversation starts. Happens a lot. Um, there was one really annoying one that hit me about halfway through my play and just kept going, which every time I turned on the game, uh, Johnny would say a line that he said in like a mission from hours ago, mm. like just at the start. And so the subtitle yeah. for it would pop up and I'd have to go into the subtitles, turn them off and then turn them back on every single time I booted up the game yeah. or that subtitle would be there. I it still happens. I don't know yeah. what the heck's going on. I've had that. that happen in other games. I've had that happen in other games where like someone said a line like, and I wouldn't have known it, but like they, ju it just would repeat over right. and over again. And I'm like, this happened like hours ago and I couldn't get it to stop. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about your penis disappearing, that reminded me of one that I had that I just totally forgot about that made me laugh out loud where I was playing, I'm playing female V and I spent like, 20, 30 minutes, do the same thing, carry my character. I was like super happy with her. And then the mm -hmm. first thing you do uh, when you start in Corpo is you're like in the bathroom and you're like looking in the mirror. And I'm like, nope, don't like it. And I started the game over. And I just like, <laughs> there's, told me that. there's yeah. three <laughs> preset characters. I'm like, I'll take the third one. And I just picked a preset I, well, character. Well, like I, to, to that point, I, I looked at my character and I looked at him so much. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, these and this, this is good. I like the hair color. This is great. And then like, eventually like i saw him in the mirror and i don't know and i remember thinking like well that's not as good as i thought it was but like whatever that's my character but like now i'll see him in a mirror or like there's you're not in any cutscenes because it's all first person so like you'll see yourself in a mirror or like you go on the inventory screen and i'll like look at like the guy like on the cover of the game and i'm like man i wish that's what i looked like yeah, <laughs> he's I, like way I hate cooler character looking. creators in any game i'd rather yeah. they have someone for me to play Especially right. a game like this where they've obviously got like 
a story for this person to live out. Yeah. Like it's like just so. So let me ask you this: since I haven't googled anything, what is female V's name? It's still V. Right, but they say because in clouds, uh, like they say your name. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They they did a one point. Ah uh, man, it's a long time back. Veronica right, or yeah, something I, like I, that. They, okay, someone yeah, because because yeah, yeah I, I could Google it, but like, yeah, because they I think it was at clouds where like when you choose your joy toy and then you're sitting down and you don't actually do anything with them. It's just a it's 100 percent conversation until you say your safe word, and then like she and she says she was like uh, she was like like she was like should you sit down and she says like. I forget how she says it or what the context is, but she says Vincent, and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, you know, V." Yeah, I think it like, must oh, must cool. have been that but same it was scene. Like, it was but just it was like the one, one time. time. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, so um, similar. So, so you haven't heard. So you haven't heard. So you haven't heard V's male voice actor then. I have because like after I've, I did my review, I was like, I want to see what some other people reviewed it as. So I booted up and like everybody else played as male V. So. Every time there's a cutscene in one of these other reviews, he talks and I'm like, Ugh, it's not, yeah, not what it's supposed so, to sound so, like. <laughs> yeah, because when you can, I, I've, I, we've run into the same thing. Like whenever I run into someone who's played Mass Effect as the female Shepherd, it's like they, the they, yeah. they, they, they can't imagine Mark. Was it Mark Mar- Mark Marin? Mark oh, what's his name? Mark Mir. Yeah, yep. Mark Marin is from him. Blow. He signed my yep. my Mass Effect trilogy. That's that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, and you're his favorite uh Canadian on the Citadel. Um, so uh. But, one of uh, several. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sold a bunch that day, or sorry, he signed a bunch that day. Um, but yeah, like because when you said like, oh, like I'm really digging like uh, uh, like the like the dialogue, the voice acting. So I think the dialogue is top notch. I love Jackie, uh, Jackie Wells. Love Bug. Uh, love um, uh, Judy. So far, Judy's awesome. So most of the voice acting, most of the dialogue is fantastic. I'm not nuts about V's male voice actors performance. It's uh. not bad. It's like, to me, it feels like a little forced, which like, I mean, you're playing a character, like you got, like, you got to force it a little bit. But the difference to me is like, if you've played Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2, to me, Red Dead 1, it's just that, like the voice actor, if you've ever seen the documentary on him, he's just like a dude who has this amazing voice and he kind of got into voice acting work kind of late. You could tell it's just him talking. He's not like doing a voice or anything. It feels like super genuine. And then Red Dead 2, even though it's a really, really good performance that won the guy, like, you know, voice actor of the year, performance of the year, whatever, it sounds like a guy doing a cowboy voice. Right. And I could never shake that. So that's, so V's male voice to me sounds like a guy trying to be a cool cyberpunk guy. Like, uh, Jackie, we're going to go over here and do this thing or what? Like, I'm, I'm overdoing it. Right. But it, it, but that, are like, you? that's the only piece <laughs> that kind of bugs me about it. Well, I guess I guess you can uh, you can be the judge if you've uh, heard him a little yeah. bit. So female V, great. Like I yeah. I don't feel the same way at all. Like she really suits it. The issue was, and I just like have to like chalk it up to like you know in cyber enhancements or whatever. Because I mm. I just picked the third preset, so she looks pretty uh, Indian the third preset down. So okay. she doesn't sound like an Indian person, but you know, I don't know how long her family's lived in, in America and stuff. So she might just sound like a regular old American. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took me a while just to get used to the voice coming out of her. Cause it didn't look like it, but, the, but right. because you see her so little, 
didn't really matter. Uh, mm. But I was going to say your your bug of the penis disappearing reminded me of a couple times where I'd go, I, I'd open up my inventory and just the game had glitched. Like I don't have a shirt or pants on and I was wearing them and they were in my inventory. Yeah. They just weren't showing up in my inventory. So when I opened that, up to like switch a gun, I'm like, whoa. And that might be where it started. Because I remember opening the inventory and being like, I'm not wearing anything. And then I thought like, oh, it's See, probably just like a glitch on the inventory I was wearing some things. Screen. Like I had sunglasses. Yeah. I had a coat yeah. on, but the coat was open <laughs> and a helmet. And then like nothing down there. It was just yeah. jarring to – and then yeah. if I unequipped them and re-equipped them, they were back on kind of thing. Right. And so – and here's another thing. And this is like a whole nother bigger conversation that I this this – what we do is not the right place for it. But similar to your uh, bringing up, like, isn't it weird, you know, like all the cars are like gas and like already now we have like electric, you know, like type hybrids. So already now we have gender reassignment surgery and there's no option in this game to be like, all right, like I'm going to switch it up. You can't even get a haircut. Nope. It's weird. <laughs> and, and there are at least two moments that I caught where a person specifically said like, I totally altered my body. Like I did not used to look like this. And there's one character who part of the story who has had gender reassignment yep. surgery. And, and they yep. just, I remember, yeah, it was the play. It was one of the first clubs you went into. And like, you're, and that's the thing is like, I'm so used to in other games. If you hear an NPC talking to another one, it's like, okay, like go over there. You're going to get like a, like a mission or something from them. So early on, if I heard a conversation like, okay, I'm going to hang over here. And it never happened where I got anything out of it. It's always like you're just listening to a conversation. So there's this, you know, like uh, I assume Joy Toy talking to a couple other Joy Toys that work there. And she's like, oh, like, it, I, it might have been the same one. But she's like, yeah, like I did this. I did this. I did this. And like one of them says to her like, oh, like you got the uh, you got the top done, too. She's like, oh, yeah, all new. You know, so like <laughs> no, you hear the them talking about. Oh, OK, you, you, you hear it like being like discussed, but like it just it just. So I didn't notice the the fuel thing, but I did notice. I was like, oh, isn't it kind of weird that you can't, you know, go to any place and be like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, change this up yeah. or even like change your appearance. That was a feature I just assumed was going to be in the game. It's kind of weird. It's not. It seems like something they will probably add at some point. Yeah. 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 For sure. Because like you're already going to Ripper Docks. They're capable of similar kind of procedures anyway. Right. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting, too, where they said, like, even though this it, it was weird because they were like, even though this like stuff is possible, uh, like it's still like risky, like you still got to go to these like uh, these like it takes these skilled individual Ripper Docs to do it. But then like there's Ripper Docs that like they're like, oh, like, I don't know. This one doesn't have a steady hand. Like it slips sometimes. There, there's so, one like... Ripper Doc you go to who's <laughs> who's pretty jacked and you, you comment on that as one of the bottom things. And he'd like just tells you about all the terrible things that implants do to people's bodies and how they're terrible. Mm. And you're like, well, why are you in this business? He's like, I like the money. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you got to take care of your body. Yeah. Actually, referring to another um, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves uh, property, uh, when's the last time you saw Johnny Mnemonic? Uh, within the last year, surprisingly. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So I so I remember like uh, Henry Rollins. Uh, yeah, that's the only scene I remember Doc, from it yeah. where, 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 he, where he's like, well, what's the name of the the disease that takes people over? 
It's like I it's, tell you. it's it's got like letters. He's it's like it's like a, a electrical syndrome. Let's say it's ES. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, you've got ES, and he, and they're like, what causes it? What causes it? And Rollins is like, this causes it. This causes it. Everything we're doing to to each other, like this, all causes it. And I just like you remember it's, so it's more just, about this movie than I did, and I've seen it. That's the much. scene I remember. It was like years ago. I saw it, but I always I remember, remember Dolph like, Lundgren uh, in the robes walking down the street like some kind of weird religious <laughs> killer. <laughs> I remember it's it's hard in in older stuff like that because they have to look ahead to the future and like so they talk about gigabytes like they're like they're like terabytes like they're this like far off thing like oh people are going to be so impressed that we have terabytes of storage and the best example is in Under Siege 2 Dark Territory where the guy flips open a laptop and he does something and it's like nope can't do it and then he says out loud Giga Ram ought to do it, and he like enters the same command on the same computer, and then it does it. I'm like, that's not how computers work. You just don't say that they have more RAM and put a different command in, and then it works. But uh, but yeah, I remember because the whole deal is like Johnny Mnemonic has like you have like har- like storage space in your head, yeah. and you're like carrying data from one place to another. Yeah, not thinking about some internet that's out there that you'd be able to send data over that way. It's got the Arasaka engram, and so you can't exactly can't <laughs> love that they called it engrams too, because yeah. that's 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 a big big thing in uh, in you, that lore. You'll get more of that later on for sure. Nope. Yeah, uh, another like there's some car glitches I've had too, where I'll just be walking down the street and there's like a car like a foot above the ground not moving, and another mm. car like implanted into it straight up, mm. and then that same thing but two different cars is like on the sidewalk where people are. Um, I caught a picture of it to throw in my review too because I thought that was super funny. (laughs) Uh, But the last car I got for the uh, trophy where you'd have to buy all the cars, um, I went to the location on the map and like you could see the roof of the car coming out of the concrete and the rest of the car was like underground. And I was like, can I still buy this? Like I don't know if I can interact (laughs) with it. And and you get in the right spot and the, the... option comes up to buy it and they click buy and the car just like jumped out of the ground like five feet and then landed and it was like good <laughs> to go I'm, I'm trying to remember because like oh, the more we're talking i'm like I, i'm pretty sure there was something else and i just can't remember so what i'm doing right now i'm trying to navigate to my steam screenshot directory to see if i maybe just like took a <laughs> screenshot and like forgot about it so we can keep talking and if i actually find the screenshot then sure. we can well, uh, i'll come back to it but you, you have more still one last thing that i just wanted to to touch on with you while you're looking for mm-hmm. that uh was like they've got plans to to do dlc and like multiplayer and like kind of stuff. so like what's your dream like future content for this game like what would make you the happiest with what you know about yeah. it right now yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, so uh, I had some notes on this. Let me just pull this back up. So oh, where is? It? Oh, here it is. So yeah, so your dream content. Um, so for me, it's tricky for them to like increase the level cap and like have you continue the same characters. So what I started thinking of is uh, uh, characters other than V, uh, which has been done in games before, like with Bioshock, you have Bioshock 2 where you play as uh, uh, like a different character that you play the main storyline as. So as I started going down this thought path, I was like, well, the obvious easy example is prequel content with Johnny Silverhands. Um, so uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this, but just looking at like what else could be done, especially if it was going to be like campaign, um, is I would you know go back and and uh, do some uh, uh, kind of like uh, some Johnny Silverhand stuff. Um, 
not having finished the main campaign, it's hard for me to, uh, to kind of like look forward with that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, uh, other characters. And then I think about like what other open world games have done is, uh, because a lot of times, and again, me not knowing this, a lot of times the main character's story is permanently resolved in a way that the character can't continue. Like, spoiler alert, uh, Red Dead, uh, in certain, uh, you know, store, uh, parts of Red Dead 1 and 2. So, uh, like, like, like going back to the example of uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, a lot of those additional episodes were like, different just completely different storylines like yeah like the ballad of gay tony and like the, uh, like the motorcycle gang so um if they could focus on some of the gangs for uh, uh for some dlc like maybe there's like a, a war between a couple of them that you have to you know come in and choose some sides something where there's some replayability where you can kind of go a few different ways with it um but, i could uh, easily see that happening yeah. So, so since the gangs are already fleshed out, um, and since uh, uh, they're already, you know, they kind of have their affinities um, and things like that, um, I know this doesn't count as future content, um, but I did just list in here, uh, you know, fixes for some of the bugs and the <laughs> issues that I have with things like that. Like honestly, like if if I know it's not considered content, it really would just be part of a hot fix. But if they were like, hey, in this hot fix. We've added, even if it's an option for augmented reality uh, uh, navigation while driving. I'm in. Yeah. Um, even like a GPS thing, mini map update. I know, and you know that things, that stuff's going to get addressed, like inventory management, UI stuff. Oh, and you had asked before um, about the ultra wide support. Everything in the game while you're playing, 100% works perfectly. You go into menus, and most of the menus fill in like the whole screen. But every once in a while, and it's usually in like a tutorial. Like in like the brain dance tutorial, like the overlay with some dialogue will have like some dialogue either like cut off because like it wasn't expecting that size window or like the window will be like, you know, like maybe like 10 inches wide, but like the text goes like four inches across and then goes to like the next line right under it because like it was expecting a smaller window. You know what I mean? Right. So like very little like UI type stuff. So, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean... I mean, it's, I mean, except for having to pay Keanu Reeves to do more stuff, I mean, do you see any way that there's not more Johnny Silverhand stuff coming? Or Well, I think it'd actually be more likely that Rogue would be a, a, the prequel focus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with you knowing more about uh, her, her character and story arc, but yeah. yeah, so they, I mean, I'm still at the point where they mentioned her. And I didn't even remember the name, but Jackie's like, oh, like that's Rogue over there, and like that's all that's been mentioned so far. Gotcha. Like her and her and Johnny, like were part of the like gang that uh, got him killed, and she's oh, so she so she was alive. in that mission. I just didn't realize she was in there. Yeah, like they go oh, way back. Okay. I didn't like, pick up on that. Yeah, and like as much as you love the afterlife, like that's her joint. Like Rogue owns the afterlife. She runs it, and that's where she mm-hmm. does her fixing out of. Like she's a super important part of night city and she's lived there longer than most people. Like she's like, remember Johnny died like 50 years ago and she's still around. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she'd be cool for, if they do get into prequel stuff, really, really cool. So I know they've, they've said, as, as or, or you could just like go on a samurai tour across the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know they've talked about, you know, uh, Obviously, they have the next gen version, uh, which is I think they just said coming. There's no date on that. There's right? No they date just at all. Say, no. Yeah, 
was there a date? And then they said, now, okay, we're working on it. There's no date anymore. No, I like, I think I had it in my mind that they said like Q1 2021, uh, but I, I looked that up and I can't find that anywhere. So I might've just been hoping. And I bet yeah. you like it, if it does come Q1, it'll be really late Q1, probably more like summer. Right. Yeah, but like is... I'm three trophies away from a platinum. Um, mm-hmm. Two of them I need to restart. And cause there's, there's a thing I missed. And then there's a, I, I needed to put some more stats into body to like get a perk that I need for a specific trophy kind of thing. Um, uh, and because I'm in max and didn't use anything on body, I can't do it. <laughs> so I, do you, do you, do you save, save files from like, you know, like long ago so that you can, I should have, like from, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I never, like the only time I did that was like in fallout for, for an, for an achievement, which I don't really hunt achievements anymore, but, um, it was like, it was like get to level 10, 20, and 30, which was the level cap of the base game with like, you know, max good karma and like max bad karma. Right. So what you did was you just saved the game and then like there was like a terminal that like just by accessing it, it would like drop your karma. So I like saved the game and then just access back out, access back out until I was like completely like negative, like the lowest karma you could get. And then I leveled up. So like I saved that save file to like level up like three times. Nice. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, so what are your, so are you, when you say you're, uh, you're close to platinuming, mm-hmm. is that, is that a goal that you have with most games that you're super into or like if it happens, it happens? Uh, I gotta be super into it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I did it a lot right when I got my PS3 cause it was just like a new exciting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I really got myself out of that because I saw how much time I was putting into games and I wasn't always enjoying it. And even Same. recently, like, uh, with Spider-Man on the PS4, uh, not the Miles Morales one, like the earlier one. I beat the game, and I was like, "Oh, I'm at like 80 percent. Like, I should. I enjoyed this game. I'll stick with it for another 20 percent. You know, I shouldn't have. Like, I loved that 80 percent I played. I was really like, why did I do this last 20 percent kind of thing? So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to not do it all the time. But I love being in Night City. Like, so a lot of these uh, missions, like, there's a bunch that were a little grindy, like the Cars one that I mentioned. I probably shouldn't have done that one. That was dumb. Uh, but the ones that are left, one of them's a different ending that I can't get because of a key moment that I made a different decision on. Um, and another one's just, like I said, that build, so that'll be easy once I can get that perk. Are there any key moments that you have to make a critical decision in that are timed decisions? Yeah, that's the one that I missed. But like, there's four trophies for endings, and I was able to get three of them, even though I missed that one decision. So it's just one slightly different ending it sounds like yeah i'm in in general i'm just like so we're very much in the same boat in that like if i can get like you know all the achievements in the game regardless of the platform um i'll go for it but uh i for a long time that's what i was playing for like i would look at the achievement list and like figure out yeah so i I specifically didn't look at any of it until i was like done not just yeah. the main game but i did like the extra like 40 hours to put in for the review nice and then i looked up some of the trophies uh, and i didn't nice. like look up online i just looked up like the list in game like what am i missing right. here right right yeah. very cool yeah so once they do that uh, next gen upgrade i think that's when I'll, I'll boot up a brand new game from scratch and go for those last few and, and platinum this thing I'd say like even that there's a trophy for for clearing out every type of mission in every area. So like do all, do all the gigs in Pacifica, do all the gigs in Watson, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I say those are pretty grindy too. Like just mm-hmm. do the the gigs, 
Just do all the side gigs for sure, and then just the gigs you enjoy after that. I don't think you need to do all like the NCPD gigs and stuff like that. They're just not. They're a little samey kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but as for my like future content, like best case scenario, um, there's a mission, a side gig you do with a cop. Uh, his name is River Ward, and I loved it so much. Like he, it's like, he's the only good cop in night city, like kind of thing. And, and you, you and him just temporarily have, uh, your, your, uh, your story is just kind of combined for just a quick moment. And you do this one mission with him and you find out his partner is crooked. And I'm like, okay, like we're going to go, you know, take down his crooked partner kind of thing. And it goes a totally different direction. Nowhere, anywhere I thought it was going to go. And it was such a good side story and it has nothing to do with the main stuff. And he just really grew on me as like a character in the game and the mm. stuff you do with him. Like there's some, like the best brain dance moments in the game come out of that. Like Apparently. so fun. So I just want like a real cool like three hour like detective story with someone else or even with river again like if he's got another like he yeah i i I think and it would probably feel very blade runner right just like a detective in this city um but that that was one of my favorite missions and i'd love to see another deep deep mission like that kind of thing what do you think the chances are of whatever the content is that comes out of it just taking place in the existing night city versus having like a new area that you go into and just thinking about um uh like uh, uh like fallout another open world game example where like the dlc was like okay like the pit like here's a new area like the pit and then it's like there's far harbor you know like there's always like another like little kind of self-contained area do you think that or, or like i almost wonder like with the um with the issues they've had, you know, like with all the bugs they're chasing, stuff like that, like, is it feasible to create, you know, more stuff that they don't already have, you know, like working on? As someone who has literally never in his life bought a DLC pack, um, I, like, I don't know what to expect. I just assumed it would yeah. take place in Night City again. I didn't have any uh, expectations that there'd be a new area. Mm-hmm. Like you said, though, I, I can think to some that I've heard like that. But, like... Like, when I've bought the Game of the Year editions for, like, some of the Dark Souls games and stuff, like, they do have new areas and things. Like, I don't feel like they always mesh in really well to what's already there. So I kind of almost rather them just keep the city as is Mm -hmm. and either set it in a different time, either before or after, a different character in the same city, um, something like that. There were a few, like, side gigs that I did where I was kind of expecting them to continue like there was a thread at the end of a couple of them in particular where i'm like this is super interesting Mm. i need more but there wasn't more so there's like full threads they could build off of uh if they wanted to as well would you need to get a uh like rebuy the game as like a game of the year edition for the physical i Um, i plan to yeah like when it's uh because i i did originally buy it physically and then I got approved for review code, so I returned it That's where right. I was still yeah. worth something to get that Sackboy game for my daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. So I only have it digitally right now, which you know pains me greatly. Yeah, uh, but it wor- it works for you because it it because uh, uh, now you only have to buy the one you know game of the year edition uh, copy once it's uh, yeah. You know, so I'm out. just waiting for the right price for a PS5 version once that's at retail too. Um, but I think because 
sometimes when I've gotten review copies, they're they're different than the actual retail releases. But this one seems to be just the retail release. So my hunch is because CD Projekt Red has said like all the DLC were giving away for this and the next gen upgrades all free. I think I should just get the DLC when it comes out. If not, you know, I might even throw some money into it, depending on what it is, because I, I really like this game and I, I'm eager to see some more of it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, so I am, you know, having a great, great time here, but uh, I think I got to call it a night soon. Is there anything you wanted to throw on there that we didn't get to? No, I think that's everything that was on the uh, that was on the uh, the outline. Uh, let me just give it a quick look through my notes here. Uh, I think we talked about that. Learning troops, vehicles, radio. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's most of what I had on here. So uh, uh, I think that's that's a really good start. If we wanted to do possibly a follow up, uh, maybe not the next episode, but we'll get Chris back in here for something. But maybe a future episode once I finish, we can do uh, just kind of a deep, uh, not a deep dive, but maybe do like a recap on the story and kind of how that second and third act unfold. If anyone wants to, yeah, have a like conversation I, I think about the story. I don't think we have to rehash a lot of the things we talked about. I think yeah, just diving into the story though would be really cool once you're uh, all caught up. Yeah, just get a get a frame for the entire thing, and like like you said, it's I'm already seeing some of the threads that kind of come in on those side stories. So it, it's really it's really cool seeing because uh, a lot of times you can just tell like you know like a side story was filler or like you just had to get like some more content in there. Like it's really cool seeing how everything really is like interconnected like that uh, so far. You know, and, in, and uh, um... you know what I, and you know what else I haven't mentioned is uh, have, is uh, I did not play The Witcher. Did not play The Witcher Two. I played about an hour of that game and it bounced off me. Yeah, I I play, and people told me Witcher One is not great. It's a slow burn. Read the wiki for the story and start with two. And I started two, couldn't get into it. And then everyone says like, oh, like three is like the absolute best one, game of the year, nine thousand game of the year award editions. Uh, So I start, I've started a few times. Same thing, couldn't get into it. It's possible it'll happen at some point, but not for me. So. This is like my first, you know, of their games that's kind of hit me. So I was a little bit worried about that. I'm like, oh, Witcher didn't take. I really hope this is a thing. (laughs) I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, exact same boat. Like I played like one to two hours of two, just bounced right off me. Three I haven't tried yet. I like because of this game, like how much I'm enjoying it. I'm like, I should try three at least because I haven't even tried it. I think I'll I think I'll get to Witcher when I'm like completely done with what I want to do with Cyberpunk and when I got like a little break from you know like there's mm-hmm. always flows you know kind of like uh, rhythms with other games especially Destiny so uh, we'll, we might, we'll see it might be worth another shot. So I was gonna just quickly mention like uh, the romances in something like Mass Effect. Um, how do you feel about those? In Mass Effect, um, it was always one of those things. It's kind of like uh, like character creators. Like, when there's, like, uh, oh, we have a character creator. Okay, cool. I mean, I guess, you know, like, I'll create a character and that'll be it. So they're like, oh, like there's romance options. You can romance everybody. I'm like, all right. I mean, if there's a character I think is cool or if, like, the story matches up, like, if Garrus and Miranda, you know, like, if I really think they belong together, you know, like, we'll figure something out. But, like, more often than not, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm here to save the world. 
<laughs> you know, like I can't, I can't be taking a break to like, you know, buy you some pizza and some wine and with, try to figure out a relationship. With so. the stakes being more personal and not like worldwide in this game, I felt like you had more of a reason to connect to people. And, I, and yep. And there's, there's fewer romance options. Like you can go do the, the sex things with the joy bots. Uh, but the ones that are there are so good. All of them. And like, I, yeah, I, I don't, th- I, I don't think you can do more than one of them. I, I only did mm-hmm. one just cause that's how I was role playing V. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt really good, really natural and a lot more important than it did in Mass Effect to me. So the, excuse me. So the option hasn't come up yet, but I, to our point, back to her point uh, earlier is with the feeling of urgency that, you know, pulls me away from things that I wouldn't do. Like I have a chip in my head. I'm, I'm slowly dying. I'm starting to feel symptoms. We must go fix this. Like it doesn't feel right to me to engage in a relationship in, if it reaches the point in the game where there is like a natural slowdown and it feels like it's like appropriate, like almost like a, a, a Terminator one, Remember? <laughs> they just park under a bridge for a couple hours. Like, like we're like no, like they're at like the motel, right? And like they're making the plastique and like he's like, Oh like I love you, Sarah and he's like, Oh, that was stupid, this is dumb but like it's like the calm before the storm, right? Like like there's someone chasing us, they're, he's, he's gonna murder us, robot from the future, I'm gonna die, I'm trying to protect my unborn son but like for some reason like it all kinda came together right there, so it's one of those things that like it really like and I know it sounds weird, it's in the game, but like you know, with the urgency of the story, I do find it like hard to say, okay, put this on hold. I'm going to go, you know, like fist fight for like a couple thousand, you know, extra bucks. So <laughs> it, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, uh, uh, the romance option, uh, felt organic and it felt like, you know, something that like, you know, belonged uh, in yeah. the story. Cause, uh, it, not that I, not that I'm, you know, saying that Mass Effect feels shoehorned, but like when there's so many romance options or like other Bioware things like Dragon Age, when there's so many, and it's like, okay, I choose this person to romance. And, like, there doesn't really seem to be, like, I th- you know. I think there's four. Uh, like, unless I'm missing something. But I think mm-hmm. there's four. And depending on which gender you pick, I think there's, like, two for each person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they feel like, I, because Jackie's dead, like, you're pretty alone in Night City. So it kind of felt mm-hmm. like, even though I'm dying, like, I could use somebody to have a personal connection with and like help me cope with this kind of thing. So it didn't feel like I was putting the story on hold. It just felt like another person helping me deal with mm-hmm. what I was dealing with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, open to the possibility of that being an interesting uh, story arc. And uh, uh, I'm glad to hear that, it, that it worked for you. I'm curious who you end up with. And uh, uh, so, Per gen- you said so two per gender. I think so. All right. I think so. And and is is the option presented to you like it's like okay like will you romance this person yes or no or like you have to pursue it? I didn't realize it was happening until it was happening, which was a really oh, cool thing. Pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then awesome. after I after I saw that though, then when the other ones presented themselves afterwards, I was like, oh, this is what's happening now. So I, I kind of figured it's, it out after the first one. It's funny, like, years ago, just being, like, out of bars, like, having beers and stuff, like, friends of mine would, like, come to me afterwards, like, girls, and be like, you know that girl, like, you know that girl was flirting with you, right? And I'm like, 
no, <laughs> it's not what they were doing. You're you're just being weird. But then it happened again, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this has happened before. I know what this is. So <laughs> that's funny. Very yeah, very that's real. Exactly what happened to me in Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. Couldn't couldn't do that to my partner. So I I, I don't know if you can change it up after because I didn't try to. Mm-hmm. All right, let's leave it there. We'll we'll be back yeah. in about two weeks with Chris again. I think. We'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. If he's... Should see how he's uh, how he's faring with. Uh, I think he's he's demoned all the souls. He's platinumed all of them, all of them, yeah. even the like offshoot ones. That's crazy. Even the 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 DS uh, remake. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loves Damn the remakes. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I meant Nintendo DS. Like if it's come out on that platform. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant. Dark Souls or Demon Souls remake when you said DS? Uh, yeah, I didn't realize. I said, I was, "Oh, wait a minute! It's uh, everything's DS in that franchise." It's true. So yeah, but yeah, no, it'd be great to have him back. And then, uh, so I don't know what we'll be talking about, but we'll hopefully have the whole gang back together for a little January recap, and uh, yeah, it'll be good times. Yeah. Well, thank you for cyberpunking with me, my tune. We will uh, <laughs> see you guys next time.